Hey everybody, it's episode 394 of PodQuest. Hey. hey! It's Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. I can't believe it's already March. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Happy birthday to me! Oh, it is your birthday tomorrow, isn't it? Yep. Happy birthday! We, ju- we just talked about this three days ago. <laughs> I don't uh, remember hearing it, plus I had a lot on my mind with, uh, you know, like being a DM and running an entire game that I just mostly devised up four hours in my head. I was going to say, prior. you were making it all up as you went. Some we, of it, We could yeah. all tell. Some of it, for sure. And, and that person complaining is uh, Richie. Huh? No, I just <laughs> said you were the one complaining. You're not even listening. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. Complaining right. about what? I'm lost. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, this guy, over the, over the weekend, he's maybe doing a, uh, a charity ch- Twitch stream. Yes, this guy, meaning Richie, meaning the one of us who streams... Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts, if you don't already follow me. Um, I am planning and trying to do it. I still have a lot to figure out, like how to like do the whole charity stuff and things like that, and uh, overlays and, and chat commands and whatnot. But I am planning on doing a Ukrainian uh, uh, help fund uh, charity stream uh, this Sunday, the 6th. If I don't get it this Sunday, I'm going to go for next Sunday, which I is the 13th, right? Yeah. At six plus seven, um, I is going to be a stream marathon or a streamathon. I'm looking to start around eleven o'clock Eastern time, probably end around like ten ish, nine, ten, eleven o'clock Western time, or not Western Eastern time. Um, but probably around nine. Did you nine-ish. really just get confused what coast you were on? <laughs> no, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said Western time. Okay, it's just I don't know. Don't don't just don't. Um, it's been, it's been a week, okay? It's been a week. But, uh, I plan on playing City Skylines. And so, anybody who wants to come and watch, uh, I will n- let you know for sure by at least Friday, uh, if I'm definitely doing it on Saturday. I've already tweeted about it, and I, I wanted, I, di- I didn't get a chance to put up an Instagram or Facebook post about it. But I'll let you know for sure by Friday if I'm doing it. If you want to come watch, if you want to come donate, please come donate. Donations uh, will help me build my city. So, like, you donate a dollar, you get to name a name a street. You donate five dollars, you get to name a a city district. You get to like plan the policies or something, things like that. You help me build the city by making donations, and all these donations are going to go to a. Um, I have not decided the charity either. I have to look into that. But a, a Ukrainian help fund, not necessarily going to the country of Ukraine itself, which you can donate to. They need it. They need the help, but it will go to a help fund to help the people of Ukraine because fuck Russia. Now here, fuck the Russian government. Most fuck of the, the people government. in Ru- yeah, most of the people in Russia are actually also against this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and, and that's, pe- that's Russian citizens were actually protesting in Moscow, which is like a federal offense that can land them two years in prison in a yeah, Russian yeah. prison. Yeah. So fuck the Russian government. Fuck Vladimir Putin. Um. I hope he like tries to cyber attack us for saying that. It it'd be hilarious. Um, like like one quest. I hope he like hacks into one quest or something. That'd be so funny. Without the hyphen. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I I think it's a good idea. N- not shitting on the idea. It's a wonderful idea. Do do charity streams. Good. That's that's part of the You're- reason why I really started streaming as well. Is I did want to start doing some sort of charity streams from time to time. Like I always have an issue with like. Thinking of, like, the charity to do on, like, Facebook during your birthdays and whatnot, and I always want to try to give more, but I don't really have a lot to give, but if I can get a community together to help give, 
that's like a lot of what I started streaming for. Now, but here's my here's my thing. I get sort of a suggestion, sort of a criticism. Constructive though. Mm-hmm. You, you're offering up donation incentives. Yeah. I mean this in the nicest way. You're offering up the lamest donation incentives. I watch a lot of charity streams. I've donated to a lot of charity streams. You know what gets people donating? Funny bullshit. Um, eat a ghost pepper. That'll get somebody to donate a lot of money. I mean, look, I am not against doing some of this stuff, but what I'm like, if you have a a incentive to offer to to if you want to donate to this cause and to to my stream, and you have something for me to do, I'll, I'll ask you to make an offer. Like I've seen charity streams where I, I, but my buddy uh, Tim, who does Brose, he also does the Tuesday streams with me. He um he does yearly now a hot one stream and so people will donate extra money for him to like oh do this next one without drinking any water or uh, do this or do that like i mean one of them it was take off your shirt and he has no shame so he took off his shirt like i but i've got my limits i've got shame so do like i i do i do i mean i know i'm a streamer i'm selling my soul to twitch but i do have shame Come on. But so here's the thing. The most successful charity things that I that I watch. And like I watch a bunch of um like uh uh Extra Life, um Games Done Quick, all that stuff. It's not just people throw out like I'll give you 20 bucks to do this. It's if we raise $500, I'll do this thing. If mm-hmm. one person donates this many dollars, I'll do that thing. Like you know like you just kind of like set a goal of a thing that you will do when that goal comes up. And it doesn't have to be like, um, like you don't have to take off your shirt and do like the, 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 the truffle shuffle. You just have to like, you know, eat some hot peppers, pie yourself in the face, like something like, you know, goofy and funny that isn't necessarily like embarrassing. I mean, I could, I could definitely figure some things out like that. Like this is, this would be the first thing I've ever done of this nature, which is why, so, like, my incentives right now are very minimal, but it's based on the game. And so, like, I, I mean, yeah, if somebody, if I, Cobb, you were saying earlier before we start recording, like, why not switch through the games throughout the, the day? And, well, somebody donates certain, maybe if we reach a certain amount of money, I, I will switch to a different game, play a different game. Maybe, uh, involve other streamers or other people to come play certain games with me and stuff as well. Like, it, it there's, there's ideas in the works. This was a very, quick thing. It's not like I was planning a charity stream for the last two months because, uh, you know, Russia decided, the go- Russian government decided to be assholes, like, a week ago. And so it's kind of just like I- I'm kind of throwing it together sort of last minute. So there's just things in the works and things I want to do. It's just not something I've had a lot of time to prepare for because this wasn't hasn't been going on for a long time. Also, but- let's be honest, you're a procrastinator and <laughs> you're, you're going to prepare for this whole thing the Sunday morning of. I mean, I've been I've been looking into things and trying to research how to do like the the charities and things like that and to take in donations because I don't want to do it through Twitch because that means I have to wait until my payouts in order to be able to donate and stuff and like because like you can quote donate through Twitch by giving bits but yeah. that's like like each bit is essentially like maybe thirty cents or three three cents or something like that and. Um, they still take 70% of that or something like that. It's stupid. So, like, if I'm going to take donations, I have to set up a donation link or have it go, like, directly to my Venmo or my PayPal or this or that or whatever 
so that I can send the donation in afterwards, and then I need to figure out how, ways to tracking it. Um, I do want to do, like, some sort of giveaway as well. I, I'll, I'll be 100% honest, it'll be Funko Pops, because that's what I have a plethora <laughs> of. But it's still, it's a it's a giveaway. It's a thing that you might not already own. Did Eric um, take all his Legos home? Uh, he did. <laughs> he did. Uh, he, d- he absolutely did. Um, so I was going to say, man, Legos ain't cheap. Like, they would be a wonderful giveaway. Oh yeah, they, they would. They would. Um, but no, he, he took them home. Uh, I'd have to go through like the pops. I, I do have this extra Shenron, but I promised it to a buddy. So I'd have to talk with him to see if he actually wants it or not. I don't think he's got the room in his apartment to have it. So I might just have him join the stream and maybe he'll win it. Honestly, I was, I thought about that, but I was just like, nah, I can't say you're going to win the Shenron, but still say Paul, I I would never do that. It's just fucked up. Um, no, I didn't say to give it to the friend. Well, I yeah, just said have them on the have them like watch the stream and like have them in the lobby yeah. to maybe yeah. win it. Yeah, so it's it's I get what you're saying about having better incentives, and I do have to think of that, figure that out. Which is why, like, I know on Twitter I posted it like I want to do this on Sunday, but it's like I'm still a little up in the air because I still got to figure things how to do it all. And, um, I, I'm pretty booked up schedule wise until Sunday. So I don't really know if I have a lot of time to figure it all out, um, uh, uh, before then, but just keep an ear out on my Instagram and we'll post it on both Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on not all three of the one quest ones when it's actually set in stone. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's a work in progress. We're figuring it out. Yeah, to Cobb's point about the incentives, like non game things, do better unless the game thing is like an incredibly in specific trick like oh well let's have a donation to do this clip in a mario 3 run or something like that like yeah like that's what gdq stuff is a lot of like their incentives are unlocking games like they'll have like bonus games or like unlocking like specific strategies like um having to do a thing that you normally wouldn't do in a speed run and then still try to come in under SD. Yeah. But then, like, if you watch a lot of, like, the, um, like, extra, like, life streams, like, they generally aren't doing anything game-related because they're just kind of, like, cycling through games a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more of, like, just goofy shit. Like, um, uh, uh, MinMax, when they did theirs, um, they, they did it with Game Informer, and one of their goals, or like one of their incentives, was like if they hit a certain amount, or if one person donated a certain amount, um, two of the guys would shave their heads, mm-hmm. and like they both had very long hair, so it was actually like you know, it's kind of like you, like yeah. you have long enough hair that like if you put an incentive to shave your head, that's a, that's a, that's a big change. <laughs> it it is, and that's that's the thing. Like I, I'm very precious about my hair. I am. It's it'll grow most- back. No, mostly because most of my family is bald or balding. Mm-hmm. I'm very precious about my hair. Like, I go, uh, um, it was also during a pandemic, but I went a year and a half before I got a haircut between uh, September 2019 and April 2021. A year and a half. Um, and I haven't gotten my haircut in a year because I like my, I like having hair. Well, so maybe, it, maybe you why. do an incentive to shave your face. No, no. Because <laughs> I'm not looking like a child. I'm not like that's the thing. Like I'm, I'd be willing to do some things, but like, no. You, look, I didn't say you had to like clean shave, but like maybe you give yourself like the like the mutton chops, like just like you shave all of the front and you just have like two massive like mutton chops. Maybe like that. That would be. I don't know. Listen, it's been it's been so long since I did any sort of beard cleaning. 
that like not beard cleaning but shaving and I just I, I don't even know what I look like under my beard anymore. Um but like there's I I'd, I'd figure things out. I'd like there's there's still there's still time to try to figure it out. Hopefully I've got time throughout tomorrow and Friday to to look things up and research it. Um figure out physical incentives. Maybe one of them is to force me to play Ring Fit Adventure for a half hour while I'm streaming mm-hmm. on Sunday. I mean, that's definitely it's something I could do. Hey man, you can use that ring to um fight bosses in Elden Ring. <laughs> I mean, is has somebody already done that, I'm assuming? Elden Ring no. player defeats boss using Ring Fit controller on the first try. <laughs> Bullshit. I mean, I believe it, but Send also him. damn. <laughs> Here. Here's here's the link to the uh, IGN article. I don't believe it. He is even like he has the the video. He's even doing like the the leg stuff because like he has the Wiimote attached to or the Switch controller attached to him. See, that's the thing. I don't have the technology technological know-how to figure all this shit out to connect my my shit to my PC. That's fine. I'm just saying it's possible. It's a thing you could do. Mhm. But uh anyway, Rich, what's on the agenda? On the agenda uh, we're gonna, apparently there's a, a thing on Kickstarter, or a thing about Kickstarter, um, then Funimation is merging their stuff with Crunchyroll. Uh, I played Elden Ring, and I think I'm the only one, so we're gonna talk about that for a bit. Uh, the Pokemon Presents on Sunday, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, Druton played Lost Ark, uh, then there's Gundam Seed Destiny, and, uh, Space Force. So, it's pretty, pretty busy, pretty stacked show. It is. It is. Uh, so yeah, the, the Kickstarter thing, um, is quick. Are you guys familiar with who Brandon Sanderson is? Fuck no. No. Right. He is, um, uh, an author, a fantasy book author. He writes those, like, absurdly long fantasy novels, like five, six, seven, eight hundred pages or longer. Um, are you guys familiar with the Wheel of Time at all? Like, like, even just the name of it? The name, yes. So the Wheel of Time was a very, it's a very long fantasy series. Uh, the original author, Robert Jordan, um, died before he could write the end of it. Um, and Sanderson actually finished it and, like, finished it in such a way that the fans of the series were actually pleased with it. Okay. You know, which isn't a thing that often happens. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, like, he has written a whole bunch of very good fantasy novels. Mm-hmm. Um, he announced yesterday, um, that he was, he was doing a Kickstarter for over the pandemic, like, over two years. He just wrote four books in secret. <laughs> T- technically, he wrote five. One of them is is a is like a shorter one that he's going to do a graphic novel. But mm-hmm. wrote four of his full length novels in two years. Just he had ideas and had the time, so he just did it. Didn't tell anybody, including like his team and publishers and everything. Um, and this is while he's also doing like his regular writing. Like he still had deadlines and drafts and and edits and all to make on like other books that were going to be publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is absolutely absurd because if you think about it, George R. R. Martin in 26 years has written five books. In two years, this man wrote just as many books. <laughs> um, but the crazy thing is, so so he did this and he announced basically they're not going to go the normal publishing route. He's actually going to just crowdfund them on Kickstarter so that people can kind of get them however they want directly in almost like a book club fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so his his plan is because the books are basically done already. Um, anyone that backs it, they can either back it for an ebook, an audio book, or a hardcover, or like combinations of the three. And you'll basically just get one book every three months for an entire year. 
starting in like the beginning of 2023. Oh, so cool. that gives them time to like actually print the physical books and re- do the recordings and all for the um the e- or for the audiobooks. And then there's also um because he he liked the idea of doing some sort of like subscription box. He's also got options on here to actually like in the the 8 months that you wouldn't get a book to just get like a care package of like swag and stuff like that from like his other books and things like t-shirts and like signed books or whatnot Mm -hmm. um he has at this point this just started yesterday made over 17 million dollars on this kickstarter jesus in one day that's insane yeah it is apparently so it's got 29 days to go still um earlier i saw like a, a little news thing that it was the second most funded kickstarter ever and it apparently actually hit a bunch of records for like how quickly it went up like when I first saw it yesterday evening, after it had only been up for, like, a couple of hours, it was already at $10 million. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's insane. Like, that's just absolutely insane. Yeah, yeah. That sound, that's that's bonkers. Yeah, and it, like, I, I've only read two of this guy's books. Um, I still have the third one in, like, the tri- that trilogy. But, like, he's, like, he writes really good books. Like, he writes really interesting, um like, magic systems. I forget mm-hmm. if I ever talked about it on here, but, like... The books I was reading, the magic is all metal-based. So, like, either people can or can't do it. It's not, like, a thing that you can learn to do. You're either born with it or you don't have the ability at all. But you basically, like, they swallow, like, different types of, like, metals. Like, iron or zinc or bronze or gold or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. Like, usually, like, like, like um, shavings of it. And then they can use that to do something. Um, some of it's, like, an internal, like, they can... um affect people's emotions like either like make an emotion go away or make an emotion like pick up like either make somebody who's already kind of happy even happier or just take their happiness away um or they can like push and pull on like external metals to like throw themselves or other people like through the air or like pull things to them so like it it's really cool and like like, it's got a lot of like versatility the way he writes it um yeah but like i can't imagine like somebody doing four books like that in two years. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're not doing anything else. But, like, he was. He was still doing his normal stuff, too. He just, he didn't have to travel. So, like, he just wrote four extra books. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I it's, it's wild when you see some of these things, like, get big on Kickstarter that you might not have been expecting. Like, there's, um, there's a YouTube channel called Viva La Dirt League. It's a bunch of, uh, people from the UK. They do, um, Short, like, less than five-minute nerdy comedy stuff. Like, the, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Epic NPC Man. Nope. Or, um, one of their shows is they work at, um, they work at, like, a tech store, like an electronic store or whatever. Uh, and they recently started a Kickstarter that, uh, they were only asking for $100,000 to expand into a bigger studio and, uh, a, a bigger warehouse so that they could record more often and better and bigger content. Uh, eight days left. They're at one point four million. Nice. Which I'm just like, that's like, I love this channel. It's great. I kind of, I do want to, I do want to. Um, I, I have been thinking of of kickstarting it and putting putting some money in. Um, I mean, there, it's to get a shirt is two hundred fifty dollars, which is I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. But like, you can get your name on a, a wall in in their new studio. And it'll stay up there permanently for a hundred bucks or something like that. Like they've got some good incentives, but it's just like I like this studio, and I'm just. But it blows my mind that like they're only asking for a hundred thousand. They've gotten that fourteen times over. 
Yeah, like stuff like that is always insane. Like like this this book one, they their goal was a million. Yeah. Um and yeah, they're they are it's one of those Kickstarters where like I I've had it open in a tab and it just keeps auto refreshing and the numbers just keep going up like by the thousand. Yeah. Like it's weird. It's weird to see. Yeah, well, but, it's, uh, it's uh, even with, like, when Critical Role did their Kickstarter. It was, oh, yeah, like, theirs was huge. Yeah, well, what did they end it at? 11.3 million at 88,000 backers? Yeah. Yeah, do you know what they what they were actually trying to get? Uh, 750,000. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> they, yeah, they, they w- went well over what they were trying to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that ended up turning into a full season of a thing instead of just well, a few yeah. episodes, and it, then they got picked up for a whole another one by Amazon. Well, yeah, so the Kickstarter, if I remember correctly, the Kickstarter was just for 12 episodes, and then Amazon picked up an additional six. They didn't. That show was in 18 episodes. It was only 12. I know. Or maybe it was more than six then. Um, but it was that they split it up into the two seasons. It was 12 and 12, so 24. So it was initially, let's see. 44 minutes more of it. So let's see. It's one, two. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So that, plus look, I, the original I just, series. I just was brought it three, up. So 12. Just, no, Rich, I just brought up like the, the Wikipedia on it. The uh-huh. Kickstarter was for the first 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, Amazon then added the extra two episodes to it and also renewed it for a second season. Before it even aired, before it was even finished. Yeah, like, I don't think like, they had it even really gone into production, because they, in, it was in 2019, yeah. it was in November so they, 2019 that they did that. Yeah, so they, they ordered an additional 14 ep- episodes, because the next season's gonna be 12 more. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Every once in a while, Kickstarters are cool, sometimes. Yeah. More often than not, though, they're not. And that, was, uh, that was such a good series, man. But congratulations on the student his books. Yeah, like, it's just, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people backing. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so the other, the other little bit of news was, uh, it was Funimation related. So I don't know. Do you guys remember like a while ago, um, Sony uh, announced they had purchased Crunchyroll and you could then have Funimation and Crunchyroll like would have similar content. Mm-hmm. So they're, they now yesterday announced that they are putting all of the Funimation content to, to Crunchyroll. So the Funimation platform is going to cease to exist. Um, which is like probably a good thing because Crunchyroll is arguably the better app and platform. Um, but they're doing it in the most Funimation ass unreliable way they possibly could. Of course. So they're not ready at all. Um, and they're like FAQ. Like one of the things is will will like your queue and um watch list carry over? I'm mean, like not right now, but we're working on it. It's like well, there is obviously no reason to do this. Like. You're just doing it now because you can. Why not have waited until, like, you actually had this shit ready to go? Um, so the other thing, they're not, all of their content is not yet on Crunchyroll. So, like, some stuff is on, on Funimation and you can only get it on Funimation. Some stuff is on Crunchyroll and you can, or some stuff is actually on both. Um, and all, anything new to this season, um, for spring will only go to Crunchyroll. But you have stuff like, like I was looking, I was like kind of comparing stuff. Uh, One Piece, for instance. Only the dub is on Funimation. Like, like if you want to watch the dub for One Piece, you can only watch that on Funimation right now. They have no timeline that they've released on when everything will be available on Crunchyroll. So if you are trying to watch One Piece and 
also want to watch like the current season of stuff that would normally have been on Funimation, you now have to spend 20 bucks a month to subscribe to both of them. That's weird. Yeah. Like, it's just, like I said, it's the most Funimation half-assed bullshit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, in the long run, it's great that they're going to just end that platform, because that platform has always kind of just been garbage. Yeah. But, like, they're just, they're doing it without all of their shit being ready. Like, why they didn't wait until all of their stuff was on the Crunchyroll backend and they could have just hit publish is just the dumbest fucking thing. Because at this point, like, they can't just turn off animation. They have to wait till all the content's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah don't, I, I don't really use those, so I don't, like, really have a comment on it. It's, I don't, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous that, that they're choosing to do it that way. Yeah, like, I was going through, like, our, like our Funimation, like, checklist because like we don't use crunchyroll because crunchyroll is like 90 percent sub and like erica doesn't like watching stuff subtitled so it's stupid to have that subscription Mm -hmm. um it's cool like to have like when they're both all on there because crunchyroll does have some dubs that like only they had but like that's long term like short term it's like this kind of sucks yeah it's a Mm -hmm. shitty system yeah like they they're offering a 60-day like trial basically for crunchyroll so assuming they, and I don't believe this will happen because it's Funimation and they're a fucking disaster when it comes to this stuff. Um, assuming they could get all of the Funimation content over to Crunchyroll in 60 days. Cool. Then like people can cancel Funimation when the 60 days are up and just only pay for one of them. But like that's not going to happen. And you're going to have people that are like, well, there's 300 episode series over here that haven't been migrated yet that I'm halfway through. And then there's all the new stuff I want to watch over here. So now you're just stealing money. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, all this stuff was here a week ago. You guys suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, streaming platforms are just garbage at this point. Yeah, that's why I kind of refuse to get any more. Yeah, um, like, I... I'm, I, I it's, it's getting to a point that I'm just like, I should just have cable again. Yeah, like, like we don't pay... Like, Netflix is through T-Mobile, so, like, I don't actively pay, pay that. And more often than not, Hulu is just um Bing points or Microsoft mm-hmm. points, so that's kind of fine. But everything else, like, I keep canceled. Like... I don't use them enough to keep them subscribed to for more than a month at a time. If I even keep it that long, like a lot of times, like I will, I will a hundred percent create a stu- uh, like a dummy email address to sign up for a free trial just to watch like a season of something and then cancel it. So you're the reason why I couldn't use the email balls tits 93. <laughs> no, but I'm glad to know that you create weird email addresses like that. I mean, sometimes that's just the email I want to use. You were telling me that I need to use multiple emails to, to, to feed my numbers. Like, that's what I was just trying to do. Balls tits 93 and have Ball Chinian, the uh, Twitch user. Um, <laughs> but, like, you're because you're making dummy emails now, like, that's why I couldn't use that on Google. I didn't make it on Google, though. I used Hotmail. That's what I mean, Hotmail. <laughs> no, you said Google. You can't no, change your shit. No, now. no, I, I said Netscape. Come on now. Man, Netscape doesn't do email. Uh, yeah, they had net. They had email. Did they? I'm pretty sure they had email. I don't know. I only know Netscape Navigator. I think they had like their own like operating. Oh yeah, look at that. Or, or, net- or they, it, or- it is. It, so they have it. If you go to Netscape um's webpage, they have a Netscape mail button. It redirects to AOL. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it was. I think it used to be its and own holy thing. Holy shit! Look at. I need you guys to look at this website. So we're looking at the Netscape Navigator website, or the the Netscape ISP website, which apparently couldn't send for some reason. What the hell? I don't know if I want to click a link that you're sending me like that. 
So go to isp.netscape.com. I don't trust that. Just do it. Let's go into incognito mode. This website looks like it's from 1997, but it has a 2002 copyright at the bottom. Somebody has been on this site recently enough to add a fucking 2002 copyright. A 2022 copyright. Yeah, I'm sorry, 2022. And also, there's like recent news on here, like the Russian siege of Ukraine. But like, it's probably a news aggregate thing. Probably. But like, this fucking website has not been changed since 1997. No. No. I don't even have to look at it anymore. And, like, has Netscape really never changed their logo? No, um, no, they definitely have. They have updated versions of the logo, not this weird early 2000s one with, like, the shine on it that looks slightly embossed. Like, uh-huh. this is the shit they used to have us do in, like, the Photoshop class in high school. Uh-huh. Like, that's not what logos look like anymore. Logos now are, like, clean and flat and usually, like, one or two colors. Ugh. This is just a nightmare. I hate it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that. That's enough of me complaining about stupid shit Funimation did. Uh, Rich, do you want to talk about yes. Elden Ring? Bros. So let's talk about Elden Ring. All right, first can I of tell you all, something real quick. Yeah. Um, I tried Elden Ring. Did you? Yeah, I'm very bad at it. I mean, so am I. No, like I mean, like I can't figure out how to get the horse. Like I know how to get the horse. I can't find a thing to be able to get the fucking horse or level up. What do you mean? You have to get to the point where you unlock the horse. I can't. I can't find any more of those little fucking um the the bonfires that aren't bonfires. Where was the last bonfire that you went to? So the, the only point other of than, grace. Yes, thank you. That's what they're called. Other than the one that's inside the um like the opening like cave where like if you jump down there's the um there's the one mm-hmm. outside of the the uh, tutorial dungeon yeah. and then there's the one when you're going towards the elevator. Um, I so those two don't count to your your total. Mm-hmm. Um. I got the one right outside of, like, the temple next to yep. the guy that tells you to go to the castle. Yep. And I got one right outside of a cave that has a bunch of wolves in it. Um, can't find another one. Did you go to the church and meet Santa Claus? I don't know where the fuck the church is. Did you go straight Go straight outside of the cave of... No, then the man on the horse fucking just d- destroyed Cir- Circle around him! That's not a 2D platform! I did circle... I saw... I, I did circle around him. I ended up in, like, some... It wasn't a church. It was, like, um... Like... It almost looks like it used to be, like, some sort of town or, like, outdoor market that's, like, all run down and all. It's got a bunch of guys patrolling you, it. You, you went past the church. But oh. there's there is also one there as well next to the gate. Because the path the path that it directs you right at the beginning, and, and we'll get into this. Uh, once you leave the uh, the grave, uh, the grave of the tarnished, take the elevator up. You get that first one that's right there. You talk to the guy. You have the tree sentinel walking around. You just have to walk Maybe 40 feet to his, to the, to his side. You just don't cross his path and you're good. And you just go straight. And there is a destroyed church with Santa Claus in it. You will understand why I'm calling him Santa Claus when you meet him. You talk to him. He gives you the things to teach you how to upgrade your weapons. And there is a site of grace right there. Then you go to where all those enemies are that you're talking about. That's the, the, like the encampment on the road. And to the, uh, coming from the church, come, so coming from the grave of the tarnished, on the, uh, left side, there is the gate. A large gated way that goes into a valley. There's a site of grace there. Then, you have to go through, th- this is where I unlocked the horse. You go through that, which you have to fight a giant and a couple of, um, normal sized enemies, if you can make it through that. You then go up that way, and there's a site of grace right next to, uh, an air tree sapling. 
that's where I got my the ability to level up and get uh, the horse. Yeah, so apparently, like, I looked this up because I just couldn't figure it out. You have to hit three sites of grace in the open world. Okay, so... When you, so... No matter what your third one is, your third one, the, the lady will come explain to mm-hmm. you how to level up and then give you the horse. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is the church with Santa Claus. There's one. To the left of the gate, there's two. And to the right of... Or to the left of the... um. Of the encampment right of the gate, there's the the one I told you about, and then to the right of the encampment, there's another one. There's so you go to the encampment, you go all the way to the right, you cross the road, and you'll eventually get to one. Yeah, I I got to that encampment once, and I started taking people out, and then somebody mm-hmm. pulled a fucking horn, and yep. then I was dead. Yep. So. Yep. But then I, I didn't like the character that I, I I tried to samurai first. I didn't like it, so I I stopped and I I started over because I hadn't made any progress. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just went with um the Vanguard, because that, from what I was reading, that's, like, a good, like, if you've never played one of these games before. Yeah. Um, which I haven't, so. <laughs> you you played Bloodborne. I played Bloodborne for about 20 minutes and couldn't get past the first area. Well, at least he got past the first area this time. That's um, that's fair. I, I completed the, t- the tutorial dungeon after I found it. I didn't find it until my second playthrough. Same <laughs> here. Same here. But here's why. Um... The, you know how there's all those little messages on the ground? Yeah. Um, you, I can leave a message, you can leave a message, anybody can leave a message. And nine times out of ten, they're a troll. Like, yep. it's somebody just leaving a message, oh, jump down here, you'll be fine. And so I saw a message that said, go down. Fuck you, I'm not going down, I'm gonna die. I saw the same thing. Yeah, so I didn't go down. I then was, like, exploring over that way and ended up, like, dropping down and did did the whole tutorial thing. Um. I I I wasn't feeling it my first couple playthroughs. Uh, it, it took me until um, Monday night when I was playing it, when I actually got a weapon that feels comfortable to use, when I like actually started to understand some of the gameplay mechanics, when I was able to defeat both the Tree Sentinel as well as fucking Margit, the first friggin' hardest boss you have to fight. Like Once I was able to get through those, it, it actually started to click with me, and I'm having a little bit more fun. Is the tree uh, it, sentinel the guy on the horse when you like with the gold armor? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, I'm I'm almost level thirty, so like that's uh, apparently, and this is something that I feel they did very poor. Um, the further south you are, the easier the world is. Yeah, no, I actually um, so I mean, Drew will know who I'm talking about. Um, Patrick Klepek of Waypoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I he on. I want to say it was Waypoint Radio he talked about that, and then he was actually tweeting about it the other night. Um, I saw that, the like, tweet. Yeah, that, like, he went south for, like, ten hours, was doing way better, and then returned north and was able to get through the boss that mm-hmm. he just couldn't beat. Yeah, yeah, and so apparently, I mean, there's there's a few, I, I encountered a few enemies that did kill me in one hit, I think. I thought I had full health, but it, I might have had been low on health. But it for some reason, they start you in the middle of the map, where it's the fucking hardest. But if you go down south, p- beyond the, r- the the ravine, which it's kind of hard to get down there, since uh, the one bridge that crosses you there, they have there's somebody on a ballista, so you either need the horse and just um, rush across, or you need to jump over the ravine, which can be kind of a pain. Uh, but if you go down south, it, it tends to be a little bit easier down there. Um, a few little tips. Uh, if you open up your map, because I'm assuming you haven't gotten the map piece yet. 
I haven't found the map piece, but I know you can like um put like the markers and stuff on it, which I've been doing. Yeah. So when you open up your map, you'll see a little like beacon, kind of like a obelisk on there. Those little beacon obelisk things are where you get the map piece for that region. Oh, see, I, I couldn't so, tell what those things were. Like yeah. I, I could tell what the sites of Greece were, and that mm-hmm. you could, and like I saw you could fast travel to them. Yeah. And like I could put in like my, like like a waypoint or um like the little markers they have like the the different like symbols. Yeah. But otherwise, my map is kind of just blank. <laughs> yeah. So I found that out uh, when I was playing on Monday because I was just like, Ooh, "What does this mean on my map?" And I went to it and I got my second map piece. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense because the other and because the first map piece is in that encampment that you encountered." Um. And that that encampment is a pain. It is very much a pain. You have to be very stealthy at lower levels, and then still you um you might have problems with uh like the quote boss of that area, which is a heavy knight with a lance. He's a big ass fucking shield and a heavy lance. He does a rushing charge attack. Your best bet when you if you were to go try it again or play it again, uh, stealth and kill everything else. And say fuck it to that guy, but try to get the map. And then, like I said, to the left and right, on both sides of that encampment, there are sites of grace. So you what? should be able to get the horse from going to the church that is directly ahead of you when you leave the 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 um grave site, as well as on both sides of the encampment. Yeah, I was gonna say if I can find this church, it that'll probably get me the horse because I are, I it's, have two other sites of grace. It is it is literally. Like, I, I, I'm seeing it in my head. It is literally when you load up in that site of grace just outside of the uh, camp, outside of the graveyard, there is a destroyed church right in front of you. The uh, This tree sentinel walks back and forth between where you are and that church. So just make a large, pretty much go, there's, there's a clear path, not like beaten down path, but there's a clear like no trees, no rocks pathway to the church to the left of the site of grace that will keep you away from the tree sentinel and you don't have to fight him. You just go right up there and there you meet Santa Claus and, and, and the, the, um, the, your first site of grace that you're supposed to encounter. Okay. Yeah. Cause like my, the, the first time I left the, the graveyard or whatever that is, I kind of went left ish and I hadn't really noticed the guy on the horse. Mm-hmm. And then I got a little ways out. And I, I stopped and I was like looking around trying to figure out what to do. And then all of a sudden I turned around and the music cued and I got the tooltip that this fucking thing was about to murder me. <laughs> and then yeah. he immediately murdered me. And that was that. Yeah, so yeah. then every time since then, I've just gone to the right because it's much easier to skirt around him. And like, I've definitely gotten like, I, I must, I've gotten much further out than that then. Cause like there is like a cliff like if you go straight back essentially yeah and there's a cave there and if you follow that there's a a site of grace right in like the entry entryway of that cave and then there's like a a dark tunnel that when you get to the end of it you're on like a little ledge and there's like a ramp to the one side and if you look down there's a bunch of wolves and if you can kill all the wolves there's like some some stuff to gather down there and then if you go to the right there's actually a um like one of the mist walls that leads you into a boss I have not gone into that yet because I don't know how tough that boss is, and I'm not really in any position to be fighting bosses yet because I'm still trying to get the hang of just trying to, moving. Trying to think, you might um, uh, cave wolves. Uh, oh, that might be um uh the the guardian, uh, which is a very easy boss. 
Um, if, if I'm thinking, if I'm thinking of the right, uh, um, right location, the, it's, it's, it's essentially, I can't remember what it's called, but it basically looks like a cat and it's, it's a cat, but it looks like a statue and it's holding a sword and its movements are very, um, projected. And it, all it does really is jumps and slams down with its sword, but it jumps really slow and lands really slow. It is a very easy boss. Yeah, I'm still trying to get used to the combat. Like, it took me four tries to beat the, um, the wolves, which was a huge bummer because I lost all, like, I had, like, kind of, like, done a couple paces on, like, the road where the, um, the knights were. So, like, mm-hmm. I had a lot of runes. And then yeah. I, I died to these wolves four times and lost them all. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I get the, the being upset about that. Uh, I wouldn't worry too, too much about it because there's so many, golden runes thrown throughout all of the world that like that's really where you get your experience there it's random to find them but they're all over the place oh no Um, i understand that and like i wasn't upset about it i was just simply saying like i had gathered quite a bit and then immediately just got destroyed by these wolves in a way where like i tried to get to the body to get them so that if i did die again they wouldn't be lost but mm. then just immediately got murdered by all the wolves again. Like, yeah, yeah. I it's just, this... the, the combat's not, so it's us, it's, the combat's sluggish the way that, like, I don't, I'm not used to because I don't play games like that. But, like, it doesn't feel bad. Like, it, it feels deliberate. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. my, my big complaint whenever, when we were talking about Monster Hunter was, like, the combat felt sluggish and it didn't have, like, a good feel to it. This has the good feel, but it's just so sluggish that I'm not, like, I'm tapping like like R1 to attack and like I'm tapping it like four times and then like then I'm attap- attacking four times. Like it's like that like noticeable delay. Mm-hmm. But that's just me not being used to Yeah, it's it's you you have to be in these games you have to be very deliberate with all your button presses because if you hit too many times you might get stuck in a combo. You can normally dodge out unless you get broken into like an attack. So I do a lot of, I'm running around with a hammer. I do a lot of heavy attacks. So it takes a lot longer for me to be able to dodge out, uh, when I'm doing those heavy attacks. But I've learned that if I jump and slam down with a heavy attack, I can dodge out faster and I have better mobility. And that's something you have to learn with each weapon, each weapon type that you're going to be using is what gives you the best mobility, what gives you the best guard. Um, it, it's it just, it, it can be, it can be quite difficult. Uh, like I said, my first two playthroughs, uh, a combination of both um, poor poor streaming uh, numbers as well as just not fully getting it, getting the game and understanding the game, made me a little a little perturbed and not it wasn't clicking for me. I always have a big break or, or a rage quit or something when I'm playing one of these games. <laughs> and my when I played Bloodborne for the first time, I put it down for six months. I couldn't get through the bonfire. I put it down for six months. I eventually picked it back up, took it slow, took my time, made it through the bonfire, and started to understand it. I played Demon's Souls on PS5 when it was the re-release, and I there was a part where a dragon would always kill me, because it's the bridge of death, and it's the worst fucking thing in the world. I rage quit that, and I, I, like, I was yelling and screaming at my TV while I'm playing this, home alone, and I'm just, and there was like, Two hours of me just raging at this part because it the, that that game doesn't really tell you that you gotta jump between the different worlds. This section is a little bit harder than the next section, and so on and so forth. 
Um, or like, cause like in that one, there's five different worlds that you can jump between when you go to the hub world. They don't tell you like, oh, one, one, and then one, and then two, one, and then three, one before you go back to one, two. Like it's, it's not progressive like one, 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 two, one, three, two, one, two, 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 three. It's, you'd kind of got to jump around in that game. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, that I, I should have taken that when I was playing uh Elden Ring because they guide you pretty quickly. Like right away, they guide you towards the first main area, towards the first legacy dungeon to fight the first main boss. Yeah, like that first NPC immediately says, like, hey, see that castle up there? That's where you want to go if you're if you're a guy doing a thing. Yeah, and, and it says you can follow the site of grace and it'll point you in the direction of the the boss or the the, the closest whatever and, and so like I was like, all right I guess I gotta go that way so my goal was to like get the horse and g- unlock everything that like are the main aspects of the game before I actually try to like explore because I wanted to be able to summon I wanted the horse I wanted everything so I figured it's, it's story based to unlock everything so let me just keep moving forward. Uh, I, I fucking just got the bell on when, on Monday after 12 hours because it's not random, but you have to go to the church. The one that I'm telling you about where Santa Claus is, you have to fast travel there at night after you first unlock it and speak to the witch and she'll give you the bell. I did. I was reading something about that today. Apparently, if you get to a certain area and don't do that, you can't do it anymore. You have to actually just buy the item from a, uh, from a, a merchant in the in that next area. Yeah, there's eventually a merchant that does sell it, but it's it to me it's bullshit that like that's that is one of the main things that they have been trying to sell this game on are, are these summons, the summoning of of the souls that you could use, and they don't tell you how to get it, and that's yeah. that was that was kind of what was losing me is like this game is huge, it's very wide open, it's very big, but there is not a lot of guidance. And Which is very common for like these games. Like these games the, never have any guidance. Yeah, for these for for a from software game, there's not often that much guidance. But also, from software is never this big. Yeah, because like so, the only two ones I have ever even attempted were Bloodborne and Dark Souls Three. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't even actually get to the bonfire in Bloodborne. Um, I was dead every time long before I got there. And mm-hmm. uh, Dark Souls Three, I couldn't. I I don't think I ever actually managed to do enough damage to the first boss that like where you start that game to realize that it had more than one like stage. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm just I was very bad at that game. Like yeah, just I couldn't wrap my head around it, and that's just how it started. So there was no like there was no time or or anything to try and like figure it out. Like that was where you had to figure it out at. Um, but like both of them were like Bloodborne was very much a oh yeah no like if you walk into this room this thing's gonna hop out and kill you. And that's that. Like, you're dead, and then you can pick a weapon. But, like, they don't tell you how to pick a weapon, so, like, I think I actually resurrected without a weapon the first time, because I didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just, to me, I, it's it's just normal game progression. The further out in the map you go, the harder things are going to get. It just, it blows my mind that the first thing you do when you leave, the first thing you see when you leave the, the, set, the, the tutorial area is a fucking boss that you're not ready to fight. And it, it, it's like, like I, after having played for 12 hours and finally getting to a point that like, I'm actually powerful enough to do some of this stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm, it's now clicking for me, but 
if I sh- if if they would have said go south first, see what you can find down there, and guided me south first instead of guiding me to the first main boss area, I would have had a much better time playing this game at least at, at first. Yeah, which definitely makes sense. And like I've only played two and a half, maybe three hours, and like I said, like I've made zero progress because. I just couldn't figure out what the fuck to do, and I couldn't find any more of those sites of grace. And it's like every time I would start to like go into in a direction, mm-hmm. I would either die or um find like a cliff or like something I could not get around. Yeah. And then like I'd start to try and get around it, and then somebody would show up and kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like I found it's... I found a camp real quick with like what I thought were soldiers, like just like the same run of the mill soldiers, and it looked like there was a site of grace in there. So I'm like, awesome. I'm going to sneak around the backside of this because the guys are facing this way. And I'll try and, like, take one or two of them out real quick before they, they see me. And then they're soldiers. I've been killing them for, like, three hours. This will be fine. They weren't soldiers. They were some sort of, like, Nordic, like, Viking ancestors. They had, like, giant swords. They mm-hmm. were much harder than than the soldiers. Um, yeah. I snuck up on one, stabbed him with my sword. It did no damage. Um, I slashed him a few more times, managed to kill the one. And then just got slaughtered by the other one. Yeah. Uh, I was I was exploring something. I can't remember what I was looking through or exploring. But I was just running around exploring and I found a chest. And I walk up to it and I open the chest. And it teleports me to the northeast part of the map. One of the hardest sections of the map. It, not, not only does it teleport me to the northeast part of the map. It teleports me into a fucking cave in the northeast part of the map. Which you cannot fast travel out of. I didn't and know not, that. And not only does it teleport me to the northeast part of the map in a fucking cave where you can't fast travel out of, but when you die in this fucking cave that you can't fast travel out of, guess where you resurrect? Back in the cave? In that cave where there's no sight of grace that you can't fucking fast travel out of. Wait, so every time I've died so far, I get an option. Um, not every, uh, well, not every time. It's either the last sight of grace I went to mm-hmm. or one of these, um, statue things. A statue of Mariska. Yes. Um, they have those placed throughout the world, and if you cross one, if you cross a statue of Mariska, um, it's pretty much because the world is so open, they didn't want to force you to backtrack that much. So, the Sites of Graces are where you do your leveling up, and you can respawn at a Site of Grace if you want, but this way, so you don't have to go all the way back halfway across the map because you haven't seen any local Site of Graces you respawn at a, 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 a statue of Mariska, which is really close to you. Um, but in this particular area, because there was no close by Site of Graces, and there was no uh, statue of Mariska, if I die, I just fucking die. And I come back where I teleported from. Which was bullshit. <laughs> so I ended up having, at one point, I, I just trying to find my way out, I was just running. Because things were killing me in one to two hits. And I couldn't hurt anything. So I ran, ended up running upwards and then, and then around this thing. And I saw that there was a drop and I looked and I was like, all right, maybe I can make that drop. And I just dropped down and I died from the fall. Then I found that you, to exit the map is to go where I dropped to, but there's a better way to do it. But because I died from jumping, my, uh, my runes weren't dropped on the ground where I landed. They were dropped at the last point I was standing on before I jumped down. Oh, man. And so I was like, there's about 2,000, 3,000 runes. That's not even a level up. I fuck it. And I just left. I was just <laughs> like, I, I don't, it's not worth trying to go back and get those because they'll probably get lost anyway. Or I have no way of getting back to a safe point. 
it was, it was, um, uh, it was, it was just, a uh, it was a shit show and it was bullshit that like, it's just like, oh, we're going to teleport you. And I was like, oh man, man, why did you teleport me like this? This sucks. And then you, I, luckily you're not far from the exit where you teleported you to, but I was able to find a site of grace and then leave the camp and then teleport the fuck away. Um, but yeah, it's, it, the game does not really do a very good job of telling you things, which was my biggest problem. Um, and then you don't actually get access to, I don't know how, how, what it is you need to do to get access to the round table. What's the round table? Uh, it's basically your central hub for everything that you would do. So once you, uh, unlock the ability to level up and you get the horse, uh, and it might just be you need to get one more, like a fourth, um, side of grace after that, or you might have to encounter a, a legacy. I don't really know, but like, she'll come to you and be like, I can take you to the round table and there you can ha- uh, hone your skills and stuff like that. And you can, uh, speak to somebody who will upgrade your equipment. You can, um, buy some things. And eventually when you complete su- side quests and things like that, the NPCs will go there as well and they'll do things for you. You can also uh, so go, it's, cu- a, it's like a safe zone basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also go cuddle with someone, uh, which is the funniest and most awkward thing in the world. But, um, don't do it after your first time doing it, because it's bullshit. Uh, when, when you cuddle with this lady, she's like, do you want me to hold you? And you say yes. And she asks you a question, and depending on your answer, will, she'll either take away 5% of your health, or 5% of your endurance. And then, when you- Oh, that sucks. But, like, total, takes it away total by giving you a debuff. But she gives you a, um, a boon that you can then use on yourself that gives you- uh, like, enhanced defense or something. For a minute. This, bu- this debuff doesn't come off until you use that boon and it ends. Oh, that really sucks. Yeah, it is, it is kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. And I found that out the hard way. But she doesn't do that to you the first time you cuddle with her. It's only after this, after that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think. It's, there's just, there's a lot more exploring required in this game than I was really prepared for. Like, I knew this was going to be open world, but I did not know how open this world was going to be, in a, in a sense. Yeah, like, it's, it's almost obnoxiously open. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. Because there's no guidance and no, like, there's not really, like, any, at least early on, there's no real quests. It's just like, hey, there's a castle. You should go to that castle to fight the boss. Like, you don't really know what else to do. And, like, you don't even know how to level up or how to do anything. Like, the game doesn't tell you how to do any of this. You actually have to go out of your way to do it. Well, it's not even that you don't know how to level up. You can't level up because you haven't gotten the ability to. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you can't do anything unless you just happen to do the things that are required. Like, like I said, I played for three hours and I just, I have not found another site of grace that I can get to. And it just happened to be that, like, I went right yeah. instead of left. Yeah, and it, that's that's a th- like if they were to make those a little bit more obvious because um like I said there are two next to that encampment. Uh I missed the one that's on the right side of the encampment multiple times. I ran dire- straight by it. It wasn't until I cleared out the encampment like the third or fourth time cuz I kept forgetting an item every time I did that. There's like a little um catacomb that you can go into that gets you um uh, an ash of war which you can use to enhance your weapon and stuff i forgot that the first time i cleared the encampment so i had to go back again and clear it again to get into that catacomb 
And then I was like, oh, what's, oh, is that another site of grace? Why are there two right next to each other? That's kind of silly. They're like super close to each other. Why? Um, but what I like one little tip for you when you do go into that encampment, there are two giant gothic looking carts. Uh, there are weapons in each of them. Um, the one cart is facing inward toward the encampment where enemies are patrolling. So you have to kill a couple more enemies. The other cart is facing outward away from the encampment where there's only two enemies that will patrol there. If you can sneak and kill one or, or all the enemies around the carts, that's two pretty easy weapons to find. But I believe they both minimum require about 10 to 12 dexterity to use on top of a strength requirement. And that was my biggest hurdle was I was not able to find a weapon to use until, or I was not able to find a weapon I could properly use because they all needed minimum 10 dexterity and I had nine and I'm a strength based character. So, and so what, what class did you go with? I started with hero, which uh, starts with a, an axe and a shield. And, um, it, it like, it's, it's a, it's a decent class. It's, it's, it's built around endurance and strength mostly with, with high health. Um, but I ended up, the first weapon I found that I could maybe use was still a 30 strength requirement axe, which you can use at least strength weapons, probably the same with dexterity weapons as well, but you can use strength weapons two hand. Um, if you don't meet the requirements of strength, it's just one handed properly that you need it to use it properly to have that number. If you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I was running, I wanted to use a shield, and eventually I was just, I, I, I have now given up on the shield, and now run around two-handed with every weapon, because it's just, it makes more sense. I have not gotten a single spell, I have not bought a spell, and I just recently got my summons. So now it's, like, starting to feel a little bit better about the game. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, like, I've got, I have a sword, I have a halberd, and I have a shield. I think I pick up some arrows... Like, I think I have a few arrows from somebody, but no bow or anything. Mm-hmm. That's a, That was the only thing I liked about the samurai. I liked the samurai came, started with a bow. Did they? Um, yeah. But just, the, like, the, the movement and the attacks, there was just something, like, they, they didn't seem to, like, they weren't strong enough. So, like, it was taking longer to beat the enemies. Um, whereas, like, the vanguard is a little more, like, like the, the, those sur- soldiers that are just kind of, like, wandering and, like, patrolling and hanging out, like, two hits and they're done. Yeah, well, the the samurai is built. Are you using heavy attacks the entire time or light attacks? Light attacks. Okay. Um, heavy the, attacks take too long. The samurai is built more for the stealth attacks and and stealth sneaking and 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 back uh, like 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 the back attack criticals as well as uh, because that's what Sekiro was all about was a samurai uh, about breaking the poise and breaking their their posture. Which, in yeah. order to do that, you need to... The best way to break posture is use a weapon two-handed and just attack a fuck ton. So, two things. Um, I have no idea how to use a weapon two-handed, and... Because the game when I, doesn't fucking tell you. When I when I played the samurai, it was when I missed the tutorial dungeon, so I didn't know how to do it. Like, I didn't know stealth was a thing. Yeah, um, so, um, to wield a weapon two-handed, hold Y and press the light attack button of the hand that the weapon is in. So if it's on the left hand, or if it's in the right hand, you hit R the R or Z R L R one, whatever controller you're using. Yeah. If it's if it's in the left hand, you use Z L or L one. You have to hold Y and hit the button and they'll 
transfer from having it in one hand to having it in two. Or if you have a shield, they're put their sheet away and put on put it in one hand. Okay. The well, game does not know. tell you. It doesn't tell you that. No, it doesn't. And that's that's like that's that's a problem. But um, I mean, is it, that's how all these games are, isn't it? Like they don't tell no, you how to play. No, because wielding a weapon two-handed in other Souls games is as simple as not equipping something in the second hand. I you should be able to unequip your shield and just have the 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 sword on immediately. But no, I in order for me to be able to easily swap back and forth between having a shield and not having a shield. I have to remember to hit the the Y button and then the, the L button and make sure my shield is equipped as well. Like, then I can pull up the shield and block real quick and then put the shield away instead of hitting left on my control pad to swap the shield away and go to two-handed and then left again to grab the shield out and go to one-handed. Like, it's it's as... In, in previous games, it's as simple as just not having it in your second hand. Or it, the weapon is generally naturally two-handed. Okay. Yeah, so I, like I said, like I, I have very little experience with it, but I just remember like in um, Bloodborne, because like, that's definitely one I played a little bit more of. Mm-hmm. Like They didn't explain anything to you, and you could resurrect five times and never have a weapon. I mean, if you don't go walking around talking in the in the dream, then you're you're that's kind of your fault. Well, so it, but it's not just talking. Like you have to go to like those like steps and like talk to like the step or whatever. I mean, it's been a long time since I played Bloodborne, but I don't think it's as difficult as you're saying it is. It's not, but like the first time I played it, I did not like I what I talked to things, but like I did not catch the stuff on like those little like platforms that like let you pick the weapons. It was, if I remember correctly, it was just in a chest, and you had to go to your chest and grab the weapons. No, there were no chests. There, there, there is a storage chest in not a chest like, uh, like a loot chest. Like there's a storage chest because you, you're not limited to just the weapons you pick. You can find weapons throughout the game and stuff, and you can buy weapons. Yeah, but like, when that I game remember... starts, you could. There were there were like the four different types of weapons you could have. And they were like each like there were spots on the ground that you would go up to, and it would show you that weapon that you could pick. I yeah I don't know it's been a, it's been forever, um but yeah it's it is it is just it's definitely a game um it's a game that you need a lot of time to dedicate yourself. Yeah, I mean pe- people have are like the people that were reviewing it were playing it for you know eighty hours or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the the Pokemon Presents? Yeah, sure. let's, let's get into the Pokemon Presents. Just open up the door to it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect timing. But yeah, so uh, what was that? Was that it was last Sunday. week or this it was, week? It was, it Sunday. was Sunday. It was Sunday it was the Pokemon 27th. Cause it was, yeah, that was Pokemon Day. Um, and they, they showed uh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, they, uh, I, let's, I, let's, let's not overhype that. <laughs> no, no they, they did show a bunch of stuff. Just because it's not stuff for us doesn't mean they didn't show a bunch of stuff. They showed things for for uh, Pokemon Go, where the Alolan Pokemon are coming. They showed things for uh, the Pokemon Cafe uh, game, which whatever it's called. Which if there, there are fans, it's out literally there, called Pokemon Cafe. Yeah, they showed things for uh, Pokemon Masters or whatever that other cell phone game for Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Unite, and, and, yeah, and then, and then yeah, and then they showed stuff for Pokemon Unite. Like, that is four... It's 15 minutes. What do you expect in 15 minutes? But they showed, in the first five minutes, six minutes, they showed things for four games, which, yeah, they're not our niche. I don't play any of these cell phone games. I've I've wanted to get into Pokemon Unite. But, like, they're, these aren't not my niche, but it, 
it's not to say that they didn't show a lot of things when it comes to a single IP. They were very boring things. Come on now. But they're boring to you because you're not their, uh, you're not the target audience. And nobody plays Pokemon Cafe. Or, yeah, I mean, legit, I didn't even ever heard of Cafe or whatever, Master. That was the other thing. It's, I, they, they both came out a few years ago. Like, they, they released yeah. and then very quickly kind of just faded into the background for everybody. Yeah. I've, I've heard of, they've, they've made announcements for Cafe at least once a year. I think Cafe they, is actually on Switch also. Um, maybe. I think so, yeah. Cause they, they tend to do that too. They tend to release, like, there, there was on the, uh, Wii U. Or no, it was a 3DS. There was that Pokemon puzzle game that was on both, it was supposed to be on both phones and that. Like, anytime they release a Pokemon, um, phone game, they release it on whatever Nintendo console there is as well. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, but I guess that, like, for, like, the core games, um, they showed that they're gonna be releasing Oak's Letter so that you can get Shaman in, um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Um, mm-hmm. it'll be a mystery gift, uh, in yeah. March. Yes. Which, that, that is how that game, like, I don't, I'm trying to remember. So Diamond and Pearl was a DS game. I don't think they had just internet connectivity on the DS, right? I don't think that- they did. So that one, you, you couldn't just get a mystery gift over the internet. So I think Shaman was only available like at like events at like certain retail places if you brought your DS there. And mm-hmm. it may have only been available through in Japan because they used to, even up till Gen 4, they still used to do that a lot where like they only released them in Japan. But mm-hmm. it was the same deal. You had to get um Oak's Letter and that would let you go to like some little garden to catch them basically. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then they announced, I believe it's patch 1.5 for Legends Arceus. It's it's 1.1 something, I think, actually. Still, they, I, they released I, a patch. I, I watched it today. I'm not 100% sure, but I watched it before we recorded. I think it was like 1.1 something. Okay. Um, or 1.10 yeah, or something like that, yeah. They released a patch, and it added some new like quests, which is neat. Like um, it, mm-hmm. They involve um Pokemon, um, what are those things called? The, the, uh, the, uh, the ramp, not rampage, but the horde thing, not the Yeah, hordes. the hordes. Thank you. Is, is that what it's called? I can't remember. I don't know if they're called hordes, but basically, I like. I haven't unlocked them yet, because I haven't played Legends Arceus in a while. Yeah, so it's just, like, when you go to the map sometimes, you'll see, like, in a zone, like, on, like, the, the world map, let's call it, where you can see all the zones. You'll see, like, just a little circle with a Pokemon in it, and it's basically saying, like, somewhere in the zone, those Pokemon are, um, spawning more heavily so there there'll be like 20 to 30 to 40 of them all kind of just like constantly spawning in an area for like a, a certain amount of time those are the the times that you're most likely to find shinies of those pokemon because so many of them are spawning at once mm-hmm. uh like i found um like i i caught the the shiny ponyta that they kind of like hand to you but then um in that same area there was actually a rapidash um horde or whatever you want to call it and there was a shiny rapidash in there that I managed to catch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it, it's nice that they added some extra quest stuff to it, and they're also giving away um thirty Ultra Balls, thirty Gigaton Balls, and thirty Jet Balls. Yeah, you have to it, uh, you have to collect it by the thirty first of March, which I, I looked it up because you need to put in a code to do this. RCS Adventure, all caps. Yeah, I sent um, that to you, didn't I? I I I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe, but um. The other uh, rewards that you could get from the mystery gifts, you have until the 9th of March to get. So if you have Legends Arceus, 
Um, you make sure to collect your, um, your, your mystery gifts, which aren't, I mean, they're not a big deal. Zorark mask, Growlithe mask, and heavy ball set. And then if you yeah. got, uh, Amazon, if you got the game through Amazon, there's a Garchomp kimono set. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. You um, would need to get a, a code to put in to get that. Right. But yeah, the, uh, it, it's kind of cool that they added the extra quests. Um, cause it, there's definitely more than one that pops up. Or I missed a bunch of quests and didn't realize it, because I actually went around and um I finished the the stupid fucking wisps, yeah, which were just goddamn awful. Uh-huh. And because I had to keep going to like the different base camps to like travel to travel easier, there were a bunch of people at those base camps with quests for me all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe like three or four of them. Like whereas like I don't think they were there before, so that's neat that they look they just added a little extra something to do like post game. I, I I feel like you might have just missed them now, uh, but possibly. Uh, there's there's so many quests in that game. That's there are. It's like it, it's it's so funny how opposites Elden Ring and Pokemon are because Legends RCS there's so many quests and they they show it out to you and it's really easy to see them and it's really easy to track them. Although a pain in the ass, it's still to this extent really easy to track them. Um. Comparatively. And, and, and it's, it is, it's a very bright game, although not very pretty, where then you have Elden Ring, where you just kind of have to guess if there's a quest actually given to you or not. Uh, there's no marker to tell you whether or not there's a quest there. The quest ended, that there's no quest tracking, and the game is very beautiful, although very dark. It's like they are polar opposites, but also like, like they're two sides of the same coin, sort of. Like, it's ridiculous. Look, the boss. Look at the boss fights. They're all, they're they're the same. It's all about dodging and like opportun attacks of opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. Like the the Arceus. So I I got Arceus. Yeah. Um. Took me twelve tries. Jeez. And like I did not fail on any of the other guardians. The the only other fight I failed was against um like at the end of the game. There's like a, a three part battle that I just wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And did not have any Pokemon left by the time I got to the last part. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the Arceus fight took me, like, 12 tries to fucking, like, whittle him down. Is he rampaging, like, the the other ones? So, he's not, like, at, like, he's not glowing and stuff like that. I almost think it's a, ch- like, he's challenging you. Because okay. he get so he comes out of, like, the, the like, you play the flute and, you, like, a stairway to heaven appears and you walk up into Arceus's realm and it looks like something out of fucking Kingdom Hearts. And then, like, he appears and he summons a, a satchel of, um, treats for him. And then it's the same deal of, like, you throwing the, the bombs at him to, like, slowly whittle that bar down. Um, but he's got a bunch of attacks in, and he's got phases. So, like, as you whittle his health down, his, his attacks change. And, like, yeah, yeah. He adds different attacks to it and they're just, they're rapid fire. Like, there are only a few very small windows where you can actually hit him with the bombs in any sort of, like, consistent way. Yeah, that seems seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, like, it it was just such a high, like, I feel like if the other Guardians had sort of slowly built up to being harder, but they were all basically the same. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no real challenge to any of them. I want to say it was either Arcanine or Electrode was the only one that involves a little bit more, like, dodge until they stop and then attack. I think it was Electrode. Yeah. But everyone else was just like, yeah, I'm just going to run around, throw these at you, like, dodge occasionally, and this will be... 
like the first two, I don't think I actually fought Lilligant or um, Cleavor. I think I took them out entirely by just throwing the bombs at them. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you get to Arceus, and he's just like, nope, two-hit kill, fuck you. Try again. That's, yeah, he's that's nuts. Uh, but I guess the, the biggest thing they revealed on this Pokemon Presents, uh, Generation 9 is coming later this year. Yeah. It's, it, it, it looks, from what they were showing, I, I, you, you, Cobb, you're saying it looks shitty. I don't think it looks bad. I don't think it looks terrible. Um, I, it's, it looks fine, in my opinion. Uh, I like the, the region is based in Spain. Um, I think that's cool. It's Scarlet and Violet are the, are the games. Scarlet and Violet. And, uh, I will live and die by Fue Coco. I don't care. It's, like, that tooth. Just, I will live and die by Fue Coco. All three of the starters are adorable. Um, mm-hmm. All three of them are going to turn into just absolute bullshit in their third forms, because that's every generation for the last, like, five generations. Probably. Like, there there hasn't been a good, like, third form starter since, like, generation three. Yeah, true. Absolutely. And, like, I the, I can almost guarantee the cat is going to be some sort of um, bipedal, like, fighting thing. Yeah, the, the cat will be bipedal fighting, and Fue Coco is going to be quadrupedal. They're they're going to just absolutely flip, and, and it's going to be annoying. Um, and the duck will probably turn into some sort of like awkwardly attractive swan sort of thing. <laughs> no, like, that's he's, what... he's just going to be a shitty healer. We all know that the duck he is looks... going to be a shitty healer. He looks like Donald Duck meets um, Waluigi. Exactly, he's going to be a shitty healer. Um, but yeah, no, Fue Coco is actually cool looking he's got like his little like he looks like an apple but like as a crocodile dinosaur he's like a croc dinosaur he's got the white face kind of bone like if he doesn't go like some sort of ghost style even though they just did fire ghost with legends arceus like if he doesn't go like dark or ghost with his final form they're probably missing something there or like fossil isn't a type which it should be but like if they could do like a fossil type fossil means they're dead I, I, yeah, actually, look, I guess fossil and rock wouldn't be that far off. I mean, all, yeah, well, that's, like that's, go that's back what, to Gen One, yeah. all the fossils turn into rock something type. Yeah, yeah, they're they're all Kabuto and Kabutops are both rock water. Um, uh, um, Aerodactyl is rock flying, and Ammonite Amastar is also rock water. Yeah, I don't think Aerodactyl isn't rock, is he? Yes, it. Yep, hundred percent. He's he's oh, yeah, rock made flying. of rock. He's made of rock. Oh, mo- most. With the exception of the Sword and Shield um, fossils, I think almost all fossils have been rock something. But Aerodactyl is not a fossil. He is old amber. Didn't, didn't you need... Was it, Oh no, it was always Kabuto and Kabutops that you needed the fossil. Yeah, there, there's the get. two fossils you can get in Mount Moon that you get one and the, the Pokefan guy or Pokemaniac gets the other. And then you get the old amber once you get cut, you go into the back door of the museum in Pewter City. Yeah. Amber is but also it a is, fossil. It is is a it fossil. really considered a fossil? Amber yeah. is fossilized tree resin. Like Okay. Like that does not exist until it's sat there and hardened over time, just like rocks. Have you not but watched it, Instead Jurassic of coming Park? from like dirt and whatever, it comes from tree sap. I guess yeah. I always assume like to me a fossil is like bone. Whereas, like, amber, like, the thing inside of that isn't preserved, but it's more have, DNA have, than rock. Have you never watched Jurassic Park? <laughs> that I is have. a preserved mosquito in the amber. Exactly. Which isn't 
made of, like, the mosquito isn't then made of rock. But it's old. It's a fossil. Haven't you ever called a grandparent a fossil? That's real. I've, I've never called my grandparents fossils. But haven't you ever called, like, a shitty old person a fossil? I don't sure think I ever have actually ever used that. Yeah, it's just, a fossil is generally, like, an old preserved thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, I love Foy Coco. I'm gonna, I, I hate that I'm going Firestarter again. But I, because I usually always go Firestarter. I almost always go, like, there's a list, or there's a picture of all the starters ever, and it, like, circled the ones he started with, and I think there were two, three now, if you include Legends Arceus, that I didn't go fire. And the two times that I didn't go fire, I went water, and this time I went grass. Okay. Also, I just quickly scrolled through a list of all of the fossil Pokemon. It wasn't until Gen 8 that they, that there were no rock types. Like, so, every... Every well, yeah. generation before that, they were at least half rock. Um, generation eight was the the this most recent one where they were yeah. um like the mismatched Pokemon. Yeah. Which do you know why they did that? No. Why? Uh, apparently, according to a buddy of mine, it's because since the whole region was uh, referenced and and based on like the UK and Europe, um, and 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 in England, apparently back in the day they would just put fossils together and say it was a dinosaur. Oh, so that's like hilarious. When, when they first started unearthing fossils, they didn't really do a lot of work to actually figure out what it was connected to or what it was supposed to be for. But if they found bones together, they were just like, oh, this is a dinosaur. So that's why they're all mismatched and don't have, like, you can see, if you look, there are body parts that are probably supposed to work together, but the Pokemon never end up matching together because that's just how they did fossils in, like, the, in, in ancient days in the UK. Yeah, that, that seems about right. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but... So, yeah, this game is coming this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm, when they first announced it, I'm just like, that seems, like, too fast. Like, I feel like Sword and Shield just came out. Sword and Shield fucking came out in November of 2019. Yep. Yep. No. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, we played it for seemingly longer because of the DLC. The DLC came out mid to late uh, 2020. So it felt like it just came out. But even but, then, that that was late 2020. That was still going to be two years between like the the second half of the DLC and these games coming. Yeah, which three years tracks for new generations. Like if you go back and look, like it's generally about a three year gap between them, and there's usually one to two either remake or like like not spin off, but like the the platinums, your yellow, your crystal version sort of mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. It's so like this tracks. It just I think it feels like so much more because you had Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and then Arceus, and then in the same year as Arceus, a whole new generation. Yeah, yeah. Which I think it was uh, Tim who said it on Sunday when we were hanging out. He was like, uh, there, or it might have been you, Cobb, who was like, maybe Arceus was just the tech demo for the next one, and they were like, so, this is something we could sell, so let's do it. Yeah, like I have a feeling that they're definitely like it definitely wasn't a tech demo because they wouldn't have them coming out back to back but i do think that like sword and shield was sort of like almost proof of concept for the open world because if you if you look at it like sword and shield was still very linear but had the wild area yeah um but then the two dlcs were all wild area and were much yeah. larger than the wild area that like the core game had and then when you get to arceus it's even larger wild areas but not quite open world mm-hmm. um and then this one they are claiming is open world yeah whether it is and you can actually just easily go from, like, place to place without, like, transitioning, 
Who knows? I mean, it's I I would argue that even if each zone is broken down, I would argue that it's still a sense of open world. If it ha- oh. even if it has to load between regions, there's still oh, abs- a sense of open worldness. Like absolutely, I more meant like the way that Arceus has it, where you have to travel back to a hub to travel to oh, another area. Yeah. yeah, like they did that poorly. But the- Arceus is a hundred percent. Well, not a hundred percent. It's like eighty percent open world because you can. Yeah. Like, yes, you have this linear quest, and you can't go everywhere until you get to a certain point, but the world is open for you to do whatever the fuck you want in each zone. Um, so it's like, it's not all totally open world, but if, if, uh, what is it, uh, Violet and, what's it called again? Uh, the next one. Scarlet. Scarlet and, Violet and Scarlet, yeah, if, if it, like, lets you go anywhere, but it just loads between regions, then I would, I would say that that's open or at least, like, open-world adjacent enough that, like, it counts. Yeah, yeah. But I just hope... So, like, Game Freak is not the largest company. I think they have under 200 employees, I believe, last time I looked. So, like, I just hope that, like, they have the staffing that they can handle having put out this game and another full game in the same calendar. Because, mm-hmm. like, they didn't do Billion Diamond, Diamond and Shining Pearl. Like, they probably helped a little bit, but, like, that was outsourced. Mm-hmm. Um, And, like, from the looks of it, they're using the exact same engine they've they've been using, so that's why like this game still doesn't look great. Like the Switch hardware can't handle looking great, and like ga- Game Freak and the Pokemon Company just like they don't put a lot into the world aesthetic. Usually, it's very much a older cartoony vibe, which isn't always bad. It's just you like you have like these vistas where it's like like the video makes it look like it's supposed to be like this super impressive thing, and you're like, but it looks like it's from 2011. Yeah. Like, that's, I think that's sort of the thing that gets it. Like, I'm fine with it looking, like, weird as long as the pop-in is less aggressive. I mean, it look to me, it looks a lot more like Sword and Shield than it does Legends Arceus. Like, I don't, I don't... I don't think Sword I, and Shield looked great either. I think I, it just, it looked better than the previous generation because it was such a leap. Uh-huh. But, like, those games, and, like, Sword and Shield was a little bit more crisp because other than the wild area, everything was very, like confined mm-hmm. so like you didn't really ever have poppin that bad in sword and shield whereas yeah. like in legends arceus like the whole world is open like when you get into a, a zone like that poppin is aggressive <laughs> and like you were saying like the artifacting in like the water and stuff like that gets really bad too yeah i mean that was really the only point i saw like major artifacting was in the water it was just and it like it it's like oh my god that's terrible but like, even I person like besides the artifacting, I don't think Arceus looks bad either. Like, I like the art style. A game doesn't have to be cyberpunk. Like, and like, it- I'm not saying it has to be cyberpunk. I'm just simply saying, like, even for a game on the Switch, which the Switch is like not very powerful, these games look older. Like, they look like they like they could have run on the Wii U versus the Switch. I mean, but look at what was that? Uh, which I never got. Um, Phoenix Rising. Like, they had to dull that down to get that on the Switch. I wanted to get that game. And I, I wanted no to get it on. I have no idea what you're on. talking oh, about. What's, what's the name of the fucking game? It, 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 it's literally a game that I was looking into getting most of the, oh, most of last year. That you I, even, yeah. I think you even turned around and said, make sure it runs fine on Switch before you get it on Switch, because from what I'm hearing, it runs like shit. If they go too far, it's going to run like shit. I do not mind if it looks like a, 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 a Wii, Wii U, style game as long as long as it runs well and it and doesn't look bad it does not look bad in my opinion i like 
And that's I, your opinion. I don't know. Maybe you're just being too picky about it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game. I'm just simply saying, like, it doesn't look good. Like, I, the visuals are not good. I mean, it doesn't look bad. I I mean, it looks mediocre at best. It it looks like a cartoony video game. But like, cartoony video games from anywhere else look like fucking Pixar games at this point. Yeah, lo- on a PlayStation or on a PC. Not on a fucking Switch. Is Tales of Arise on Switch? No. Tales of Arise is a cartoony video game that looks fucking beautiful like a Pixar game. Alright, but look look at um Smash Brothers. You can see Donkey Kong's fur. You can't see fur on any Pokemon. They're all fucking smooth and shiny. Okay, give me give me fifty characters and fifty stages over an open world game with over four hundred different character models. I mean that they're different. I understand what you're saying, but, like, the Switch can do this. Game Freak can't. Like, Game Freak does not put any effort into visual. They never have. Fuck, some of their, their, some of the Pokemon are fucking ice cream cones and key rings. Visuals are not what they care about. I mean, they're, yeah, they're key rings and ice cream cones, but I, I don't, I don't know how to retort that. But it's just, <laughs> like, no, they've, they've always, they, they've always had a style of cartoony. And, like, Honestly, I would if they had always stuck with the top-down 2D style, I would still play those games today. Like, I don't but like they've they've made the jumps. They've they've tried. And and I'm not saying it looks the best and I'm not saying it looks the worst. I'm just saying that it for what it is and for what they're giving me, it's what I expect. And I'm not saying that's a I mean, I am saying that's a good thing because they're not, they're not trying to break the mold and, and give me a game that looks like Returnal or that looks like Cyberpunk or that looks like fucking Elden Ring. They're giving me a game that they can release that they know looks, that, that's in a graphical style that they can do. Yeah, they're a small company, which is a shock to me because they make fucking Pokemon, but like, if the, they the had owners more... didn't want to make it bigger, like from what I've heard, yeah. like they What's... they are small by choice. Whereas, like they could definitely staff up and actually put out like a a more robust game. They just choose not to. They, yeah, they absolutely could, but then you would need Nintendo to release a more robust system. No, I don't. I don't mean like robust in just visuals. I mean like they could release a larger, more like in depth game, but they choose not to staff up to do that. Instead, they. Like, let's be real. Like, I'm, I keep buying the Pokemon games. They're not different. They're the same fucking thing every time. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in- innovative about these games. There haven't been in no, they've, 15 they've, years. They've gone backwards because like, they've, they've lost innovation in their games because they don't do puzzles and things like that anymore. And like, we've, we've openly complained. Like, we, we love, me and you both love Legends Arceus, but we have complaints of lack of puzzles and lack of like, dungeons and it's it was the same with sword and shield no dungeons no puzzles no trying to figure things out and they hold your hand like yeah, they, they they phone that's what and that's part of the complaint with the visuals like they they know they're going to sell millions of copies so they tend to phone the stuff in anymore it seems like the games hold your hand they're super easy like your rivals don't even pick a pokemon that you're that's strong against you anymore like it's been five or six generations, I think, since your rival was actually any sort of competition. Like, Gary and the, the one in the first, or in um Sword and Shield, were actually, like, tough, because they would pick, like, your opposite. Like, they were actually there to fucking take you out. 
and everyone else is just like, oh no, we're friends. Like, I'm just gonna use Tailwag over and over again with my fucking little sheep Pokemon, and then heal you <laughs> after every move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, we're you two are almost certainly gonna get this right when it comes out, no matter what. I'll probably wind up playing it at some point. Like, I do yeah, because I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm an idiot, and I hate my money. I'm totally with you, Cobb. Like, this game doesn't look very good. It doesn't, like, it doesn't look like shit, but it looks like Sword and Shield, which looks like a game that could have run fucking on the Wii, honestly. If the, or I guess really the Wii. I guess the Wii U is just a Wii that could do HD graphics, so, like, it looks like a f- f- 10, 12-year-old game. Yeah, and, like, I don't mind that it, if a game has, like, a style that is older. But, like, they just don't put any effort into making the games look better. Like, they're literally using the same the same engine they used three years ago. Mm-hmm. Or at least seemingly the same engine, or at least the same, like, visual renderings. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you told me these were images from Sword and Shield, like, I'd believe it. Yeah, I think, and Rich, like, like I don't know if you'll agree with this. Like, I think that the only thing that might, that this game may have going for itself as far as, like, Okay, well, it it looks just like Sword and Shield. Is if they put the effort into making it just the whole thing is one kind of just big open sandbox where like you do just like the po- Pokemon are everywhere. It's not like Sword and Shield where it's like, all right, well, like two or three Pokemon might show up on the map, but all the rest of them are just in in the tall grass. I I totally believe that this game is going to be is going to be using the Legends Arceus model. I think like, so too. I I hope I, at least. I hope they fix. The, the the water shit. That was my biggest problem. The pop-in wasn't that big of a deal for me, or isn't that big of a deal for me so far. Maybe it is when I have to start catching other Pokemon. But so far, I haven't had too big of a deal with the pop-in. But if they can fix the water shit and make the water, like, not look so square, then, then like, personally, I just... If, as long as the game continues with the Legends Arceus playstyle, and then bring back fucking puzzles, and stop holding my hand... I'll be a happy, happy consumer playing a, playing a happy Pokemon game. I, I extremely doubt any of those things. I I am hoping that they that seeing how like the 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 just rendering issues that Legends Arceus has that they do something to try well, and like alleviate that in this one. They're definitely, unfortunately, like these games are going to like they're for the lowest common denominator, which are you know eight to twelve year old children. So like. They're not going to have puzzles. They're not, like, they're going to hold our hands. Like, that's just what these are anymore. They're never going to add, like, a difficulty level where you can be like, I'm th- in my 30s. I want a challenge. It's always going to be like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to we're gonna heal you after every battle. Like, you're never going to have to use a potion. Um, Our legendaries, you can just throw a Pokeball at them and you'll catch them without even battling them. It's cool. Like, not even like an Ultra Ball. Just use your regular Pokeball. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to still buy it. I'm complaining about it now, but, like, I'm going to buy it, and I'll play it for more hours than I need to. See, that's 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 the thing. Like, you're going to complain, and then you're still going to buy it. Don't buy it. <laughs> I want to see what the fucking weed kitty turns into, though. Then just the image wait. Will be out just Google it. Like a week. No, <laughs> but I have to actually evolve it. I can't just look on the internet. No, I have. Dude. I have, I, I have, to, I have dude, to train it to level 32 dude, and then see what it no. evolves into. Uh, look, you know me and how I care about spoilers, 
But a Pokemon evolution is not a fucking spoiler. Go ahead and look up what the Pokemon's going to look like, so you know if you're going to be happy with your fucking starter Pokemon or not. No, okay, you, it's you not pick- a fucking spoiler. Fuck off on it. <laughs> no, you pick you pick whichever one you think looks the coolest as a baby. And then you get utterly disappointed when it evolves and it's grown up and it's living in your basement and it's absolutely useless. Or you look up the one that you're going to like the most when it's in its final form, or you just don't fucking evolve it. Man, I hope they, I, honestly, like, like, like jokes aside, I hope they keep the, um, the evolution system of Arceus and the move system for that matter. Like they, the, well, and that's, that's a thing. Like Legends Arceus really feels like it's a proof of concept and, and, like, I'm hoping that they released this Legends Arceus with the hope of, well, we're also working on this game in this style, and it's going to be our core title, so let's see how the world feels about this one, and if we need to make changes on our core title, maybe we can delay it a year and start making changes. But if our core title is is, is working in this concept of this gameplay style, and people are really liking it and digging it, we can keep it going and we can release this. Here's the problem with that thought, though, is there's zero way for them to have any time to react to how people like Arceus or not to put it into this game if it's coming out this year. That's why I said they could delay it a year. Arceus came out a month ago. They they, Nintendo will not let them delay this game, period, end of story. When when does Nintendo delay anything when they have announced it? Metroid Prime 4. When they've announced a release date. They didn't actually announce a release date. They just said it's coming out this year. And Metroid Prime 4... That's more than they they ever did for Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime 4, they had a release window. Can't remember what it was, because it's been six years, or more. But Metroid Prime 4, they had, like, a release window. And then they've delayed it, because what did they do? They restarted it from bottom up. But that's because the studio that they gave it to was not doing a good job, if I remember correctly. If... If uh Pokemon Company wasn't doing a good job in a game because they released a game in a similar style that no one liked, they could redo it from the bottom up. They don't need a new Pokemon game this year. They just released two. I mean, look, you're not wrong. Um, they're also not o- also drew to like counteract your thing. They're not owned by Nintendo, so like they could in theory delay it. But also, why would they? Because it's going to sell whether it's bad or not. It's kind of like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rich, also for for you, keep in mind. These games have all been developed in tandem, so like the game is so far along, I don't think that they would have um, delayed it if RCS didn't do well. They probably would have just tried to tweak it as much as possible before it releases. Exactly, and if they couldn't tweak it to a point where it would have been a successful game, they could have delayed it. They could have pushed it back six months to a year to get it to the point that they wanted. If no one liked this open-world catching system, if no one liked this Pokedex system, like... I, I'm not a programmer. I don't make video games, but I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it's easy to change the Pokedex system from ten tier points to you catch it, you learn it. But if people didn't like the point system for the Pokedex, they could probably easily change it from a ten point system to you catch it, you learn it. Like if I mean, people that, don't, that like, sort of thing probably isn't that hard if, to do. But it's if, still, if yeah. people, if people don't like the fact that. It's all open world and you can encounter four Pokemon at once and whatnot. Like, I'm sure there is, because they're still working on seemingly the Sword and Shield system, they could definitely do the Sword and Shield battle system in the open world encounter system where you walk up to the Pokemon and then you go into a battle, an underworld battle. Like, they have everything connected. 
Everything is in the same engine. They just have to graphically change it a bit. If people didn't like this, maybe they don't announce it, and they wait a year. Or maybe when they announce it, they say coming next year. It's well, that, they they no, didn't it, give us a date though. Like that's the thing. There's no. They just said this year. So if the if Art Legends Arceus did poorly and no one liked it, they could just turn around and say that's coming next year. But you're right. They would if if Arceus did that badly and this game is in the same exact style, they probably just would not have announced it at the presents because there was yeah. a there was a an almost two month or. A month and, and a half, something like that, um, gap in exactly in the two. But like they they wouldn't like if 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 it had been like like a closer thing, they wouldn't have delayed it. They would have just put out a a game that people didn't like because they knew it would still sell. Like they're they're just worried about making the money in the long run, not yeah. about whether the game is good. Yeah, and you got we're we're all wor- working in some major what ifs here because we don't know them. We just know the games. So we don't know what's going through their heads right now. Yes, they're a corporation. They want to make money, capitalism, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But we, we don't know why they decided to release three Pokemon games in 13 months. I can't remember when Brilliant Diamond and... It was in November. But again, Brilliant yeah. Diamond, separate studio. Like, Game Freak did not make that at all. I think, like, they, they consulted on it. That's it. Yeah. So we, so we like, don't that know one why, doesn't even count. We don't know why Pokemon Company decided to release three games in 13 months but they're doing that well i so this is a guess they had so we were due for the diamond pearl remake they had this idea for the rcs game so it made sense to actually like build those around each other basically Mm -hmm. because like diamond and pearl takes place in the same region that like Legends Arceus takes place in. So it's kind of like yeah. a, a two for one to release them relatively close together. And then an Arceus requiring you to have Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl save data to get all the Pokemon is just kind of like a little like cherry on top for them. Yeah, but I mean, I, they, they, they did the same thing with Pikachu and Eevee. No, I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying like, like it, it makes sense why they would do that, especially because they didn't have to have but- their core team make that do the, the remake. But, like, why would they release a third game? Or why would they release this next one this year? If like, so I, I think Legends of Arceus was supposed to come out slightly earlier and took a little longer than they expected. I think Legends of Arceus was probably supposed to come out last year. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Diamond and Pearl were supposed to come out earlier. Like, like, one or the other. Because then you would have had... Sword and Shield would have had its year of, like, release and DLC. And then the end of 2021 would have been that like side game that they normally release about a year after your core game, and then one to two years after that would have been the next generation. So like I think Legends Arceus just took a little bit longer than they expected it to, which makes sense. It's a very different game than like even though it's very similar visually to Sword and Shield, like it's got a ton of different systems that probably took longer to figure out and mm-hmm. to like balance yeah. and make work. Um. Uh, there's something I was going to say about what the new one could potentially do, and now I forget what it is. Um, we've been on about Pokemon for quite a while, though. Uh, Drew, do you want to talk about uh, the Lost Ark? Yeah, right? I'll make this pretty quick because I haven't played a ton of it. But uh, Lost Ark, it's a Diablo-esque MMO that's been out in Asia for a while. Like, I want to say a few years at this point. Is this like a like a South Korea? I like, believe so. Super popular in South Korea sort of game? Yeah, legitimately, I believe it is South Korea that it was super popular. But uh, it's very Diablo-like, that same camera angle. 
though it uses keyboard a little more than like Diablo games do. Mm-hmm. The story is incredibly dumb and forgettable. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I've barely paid attention to it, but the abilities sure do let you blow up a lot of enemies real good. So r- real quick, I just I I just checked. Um, it is in fact a game from South Korea. Mm-hmm. It released in 2019. Yeah. It won the it won a Korean Game Award. Yep. Um, and then yeah, it just came out a couple weeks ago everywhere else. Yeah, or North America and Europe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's dumb fun to play. It, like I said, the story's ridiculous, and I barely remember any of it. But going around and blowing dudes up and watching them drop items is uh, pretty satisfying. So. Did you start this because it was like kind of like Diablo styled or because you really just want to play an MMO and you're trying to find one that doesn't suck? Uh, more because it's Diablo-ish and also free. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was free. Yeah, that that's the big thing was it was 100, it's 100% free. So, yeah, it's does a it free to play ha- game on PC. Does it have like um like uh in-game purchasing or anything oh, like that? Of course it does. I figured, but you know, have to ask. There's, like, mount... One of the first things you get is a mount, and there's God knows how many different mounts you can buy. And then I'm sure there's, like, outfits for the different characters and whatnot. And Most of the playable characters are female, and, you know, they're pretty heavily fan y anime ladies, basically. Okay. And it looks like this game is unavailable in Belgium and the Netherlands due to the um, loot box laws those countries have. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've accidentally hit whatever button. I think it's F5 opens the shop. I've hit that once and been like, oh, hey, because I was trying to hit 6 to use a potion and accidentally hit F5 on my keyboard. Whoops. And was like, oh, hey, look, here's a bunch of shit I could buy that I will almost certainly never buy. So, um, but as far as gameplay, is it still like one click attacks, the other click does like your secondary thing? Uh, it, or is yeah. it more, like, bar-based like an MMO? It's a little more bar-based like an MMO. Like, left-click moves you, right-click is your, like, basic attack. Uh, I've mostly been playing uh, I forget, uh, the gunner class, gunslinger, I think it is, who they have, like, pistols, a shotgun, and a rifle that Z and X, you swap through which ones you have. And then QWEASD are your six, like active skills and okay um as you're leveling up that character you start with six five skills for the pistols two for the shotgun one for the rifle i'm up to six for the pistols and then two for each the shotgun and the rifle i think so you know they're all on their separate cooldowns and whatnot i don't know it's not bad it's free i don't know if i feel as okay about it if it costs like any money but it costs zero dollars, so... Which, hey, like, zero, zero is a good thing. Yeah. If you like Diablo and don't mind seeing random people running around, play it. Like... <laughs> is it, like, full, like, MMO like that? Where, like, when you... If you spawn in at, like, a busy time, there's just, like, a bunch of other people also starting? Yeah, and one time it led to, like, me getting slightly slowed down on a quest because I happened to be in an area where a bunch of other people also had to kill the same things, and I'm waiting for the things to respawn. Though, stuff respawns pretty fast. So, when are you going to just uh, finally jump into Final Fantasy 14? 
Oh, at some point, probably. Are free trials back up for that yet? Oh, is that all you're waiting for is free trials? I think they recently went up. I I know they started reselling the game, but free trials hadn't gone up the last I've looked. It's been a few weeks, probably actually close to a month now since I've looked to see, but... Oh, it looks like they might be there. Uh, well, I might at some point soon then. Yeah, I, I, I think I think you can uh, do free trials again. Yeah, like, I definitely wanted to wait for a free trial on that. Oh, hey, there's a link. <laughs> yeah, freetrial.finalfantasy14.com. <laughs> yeah, that no, that's exactly what it is, freetrial.finalfantasy14.com. Okay, yeah, legit, the last time I had looked, it was like, it still had the free trials currently unavailable. But... Yeah, no, but it it looks like you can create one set, like either create an account or um, attach a Square Enix account. Okay, and, you yeah. know, like I don't know how drastically like the Realm Reborn content has changed, but like that was a pretty good MMO in 2013, yeah. 2014. So like all I've heard are good things since then. So I imagine like once you get into like the newer content, it's even better. Yeah, though I I have heard one of the expansions at this point is a little sluggish to get through. Yeah. uh... Eric and Tim were talking about that on Sunday, but I don't remember which one. They were a, is it Stormblood? A, yeah, it's the second expansion, uh, the one okay. that incorporated the uh, the dancer class. Um, so I the never, one I after Heaven's Word. Yeah, I never played it, um, but so I don't know. Did you play Heaven's Word at all, or did, had you stopped I, at that point? I stopped two updates before uh, Stormblood. I, I was okay, like, so you did play through Heaven's Word. Yeah, I played through most of Heaven's Word. It was really good. I absolutely loved the story. I absolutely love that they continue to update that with both story quests and everything once every three months. And, like, they just... It, they, it's such a good support system that they have for that game. It, it, and it's so fun. It was fantastic. It's just I... it I Games only hold interest with me for a certain amount of time, set amount of time. And so, like, I would play it, like, maybe... When I did have it, I would play it for like two to three weeks and then stop for two to three weeks and then play it for two to three weeks and then stop and then eventually just not go back to it. And then I would go back to it and do everything all at once and then stop because I've ran into everything and there's nothing else I really care to do because I, I don't, I don't, excuse me, I don't play super hardcore like that. I don't, I don't really care to do the 64 person raid, well, not the 64 person raids, the, the, the eight, eight, eight man raids or whatever, the, the weekly shit. Like, I, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna sit there for five hours trying to figure out a raid or to do, to run a raid each week just on the slight chance of getting certain loot. I'll get whatever artifact loot that they have that I can get through doing my weeklies and then call it. Yeah, that, I was mm-hmm. never into that stuff either, but like, that game did a nice, like, that game was paced, like, mostly well. For, like, especially for an MMO. Like, there was definitely, like, some spots where you had to grind, but it was never... It was never as bad as, like, some of the spots in other games. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing, I think, will ever be as bad as FF11, so... Oh, no, I, like... <laughs> and game games have changed so much since then that, like, if a game tried... I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen tried to do that when it first launched. And uh-huh. That was only, like, ten years later, and it was so bad that they literally just deleted yeah. the game and started over. I, <laughs> yeah. I remember, I can't believe that Eric and Shah had got so deep into it because any time I watched Eric play Final Fantasy XI, he was fishing. That was all he was ever fucking doing was fishing. Never seen him do anything else in that game. And whenever I would see Shahhead playing, all he was doing is fishing. And I'm like, let's go do something else. Well, we need money. All right, so let's go do a quest. Well, there's no quests. Then fuck this game, I'm gonna go play something else. Bye. 
Because that was, it was honestly, in my opinion, the worst game to come out almost ever. Like, I would put it just a little over Superman 64. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it was that game where it came out, like, post, like, EverQuest. Where, like, EverQuest had seemed to, like, figure it out for, like, their audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was pre-World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So, like, MMOs hadn't hit that, like, cultural zeitgeist that they did once WoW came out. Yeah. Where, like, WoW just kind of, like, figured out how to do it. Like, and that that is what every MMO has tried to do since. Pretty much. Wildly varying degrees of success. And, like, the ones that came out super close to WoW did not do real well. <laughs> like, y- y'all remember City of Heroes? Mm-hmm. That game was cool-ish adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> um, or... uh. Legend or the Conan Hiberian, whatever it was called, that was a like a cool concept that lasted like two weeks. Mm-hmm. But then you have like Old Republic. I, I that game's still going, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure it's it's like free to play to an extent, also. Yeah. Oh, it definitely switched to a free to play model at some point. Yeah, like it's free to play, but like not a hunt. Like you don't get everything in the free to play model. <sighs> yeah, there's some restriction on it, but I don't remember. Yeah, like, there's certain classes that you're locked from, there's certain, like, travel systems you can't do, like, you, it's basically, like, you can just follow, like, the very, like, rigid path of the game, um, which is, I mean, it's better than, like, WoW, which is, like, hey, you can play for free to level 20, then we want $15 a month, but, eh, MMOs can be cool. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with, uh, the Lost Ark, though? Nah, that's about it. I'll play more and probably try to remember some of the story if it's any good but i'll definitely play more all right uh so i don't have a ton to say here but i finished uh gundam seed destiny nice um uh maybe <laughs> i mean um, at least you don't ever have to watch it again that's valid that is valid so this was the second time i've watched destiny i watched it 12 years ago i guess 13 years ago um it was not great it so it's a it's a direct sequel to Gundam Seed. Um so it's a it's an additional 50 episodes of Seed, but like the first like 30 of them, the main character is not the same main character. It's this mm-hmm. new kid who the new kid far less likable than the already not all that likable original main protagonist. Okay. So like you're like Kira in the the first season was like annoying for like the first half before like he kind of like understood what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um and like in the second half, like, he was, he still had his, his, like, annoying moments and bits, but, like, he had generally come to, like, the acceptance that, like, he was very good at flying a mobile suit. He was, for whatever reason, like, beyond him being genetically disposed to just be better than regular people because he was genetically engineered, like, mm-hmm. he was especially good at piloting Gundams. Um, and, like, when he, like, kind of finally leaned into that and decided that he was going to use that power to just stop the war but not kill anybody, it became a little more interesting. Um, and then, like, when, like, his friends finally, like, clicked with him, too, like, it became more interesting. And, like, it ended in, like, like a mostly satisfying way. Like, they came to a conclusion with the war. And then this one just picks up. It's like, oh, yeah, no, here's a new war. It's been two years. Everyone fucking forgot what it was like two years ago. Um, and here's this new kid who's mad at everybody because his family died during the last war. So now he's in the middle of the new war, trying to fucking kill people again. And he's definitely got some PTSD and should not be piloting this fucking giant mass weapon of destruction. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good call. Somebody who's just out to destroy everything because their family's all dead and they've got PTSD. Not a good idea. 
Yeah, and like the like the thing is like he's not out to destroy everything, but like he is emotionally unstable. Like he's he's definitely got like problems because of what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um and like he is put in as the he is the ace pilot for the for the group. He gets the the gun the first Gundam that that group has. Mm-hmm. Um and then he gets the upgraded one when they have the upgraded ones. And it's just whenever anything happens, he tends to snap in like the wrong way. Um, and like, he's very much a, oh, I can't go do this. I have to go protect this person or, oh, this person betrayed us. Fuck them. I'm going to go kill them. And like, that's kind of just his whole MO through the whole series. Mm-hmm. And it's not till more than halfway through that Kira becomes like a, a major protagonist again. And in turn, some of the other more interesting characters then become more involved again. Because like, for the most part, like some of the more, most interesting characters in like Seed as a whole, are not your two core pilots, which are Kira and, and Othrin. It's, like, the other people, like, on the ships and stuff like that that are interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Destiny just... It it just kind of crawls to a conclusion, and the conclusion is almost identical to the first one, but also at the same time feels like it's... It just ends without any closure. Mm-hmm. Like, in the first season, you at least, like... It still ju- it ends abruptly because Gundam shows tend to just end after the conflict. Like you normally don't get like a wrap up. Like, hey, how's everyone doing six months later? It's just kind of yeah. that's that. But this one almost gives you that. Like it almost gives you like at the end like a hey, here's everybody. Here's kind of like where they le- got left off. And that's they they only did that as part of like the HD remaster. Um, because they uh they got rid of some of the clip shows mm-hmm. and put um there was like a special OVA that they basically like took the original end end episode and combined it with some of that to make, like, a, a new ending episode. Okay. And, like, that one gives you a little bit of, like, oh, yeah, like, the, the, the kid who sucked that was a main te- character and Kira meet at the end after they'd been fighting and stuff like that the whole time, and that's cool, I guess. But then, like, what happened with, like, the other guy and the girl? Like, did, did they ever, like, apologize to each other? Because, like, they almost got married, and then they just got kind of, like, pushed in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just, it left it very just unsettled. Yeah. Yeah, Unsettled. Yeah. It's, that's, that's one thing. Like I've always never been, I've never been too huge in Gundam. So like to watch all of them, like, I think it's a cool concept. I love the giant robots. I love the models and shit, but like, I, I've never really been able to like really get myself to bother watching them. And just the way you're talking about like this one, at least like, I'm glad. Yeah. And it, like they there there definitely are like varying degrees of like good in that like Turn of Gundam still by far the best one um yeah. hands down like fantastic show um it, and it's so not a Gundam show that that might be why um mm-hmm. the the first seed not great like it it's a it's a bit of a drag to get through the first half of it the second half like it does get better like like i said once kira kind of accepts that like cuz he's very much the reluctant hero in the beginning like, mm-hmm. he just happens to be the only person on the Earth side that isn't, um, a coordinator. Or, I'm sorry, he is the only person on the Earth Alliance that's a coordinator. And his friends are all on the ship, so he's the only one there that can pilot it to protect his friends. Like, that's basically, like, the first half of the show. Meanwhile, he is literally fighting his childhood best friend who is on the opposing side of the war. Yeah. Um, it's not till, like, the latter half where, like, the childhood best friend realizes how fuck this all is. And Kira realizes that, like, he can actually do something to stop it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at a certain point, they both end up, like, on the same side. And they're just 
they spend the rest of the series just stopping all of the fights. Yeah. <laughs> like, that becomes what the ending of that show is, is them just going around stopping fights. And that's that's kind of how Kira gets brought brought into Destiny. Him and the crew of, of their ship from the first one just start intervening in these these battles between the two sides. They're just like, this is stupid. Why are you fighting? And they just show up and he doesn't kill anybody. He just disables everything. Like, doesn't, like, both sides. He just, he he takes out all of their weapons so they can't fight anymore. That's and then boring. both sides get mad at them. <laughs> That's boring. But, it, I mean, like, it is the closest thing that these shows have to, like, actually, like, using violence to stop violence. Usually mm-hmm. it's more, because, like, Gundam shows are basically all war is bad. And it's true, yeah. war is bad. It is. But mm-hmm. but it's generally like child soldiers or damn close to child soldiers fighting to the death. Mm-hmm. And in this one, like that does happen up to a certain point in seed, but then Kira like I said, Kira decides that like that's not the, the, the thing anymore. He has it he has the power to do this without killing people, so he's just going to stop the weapons from work. He's just going to disable everybody so that they can still go home to their families. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, the other sides of these conflicts are always the ones doing, like, the mass destruction things. Like, in the first one, they attacked and they just completely, um, they attacked, like, uh, basically, like, residential places. Um, like, they, they weren't going after the armory, they were just attacking where people live. Um, and in this one, they basically, they create Starkiller Base, kind of. Um, they have, like, a moon that, though, actually, yeah, I'm sorry, it is, it is the moon shoots, like, this giant, like, laser beam out of it. And they have, like, a Mass Effect relays that can bend the beam. So they can actually, like, point it at different things. And, like... That's that's bonkers. Yeah. Like, it was really stupid. And, like, the first time they shoot it, they use, the, the Earth side uses it to um, destroy a bunch of the space colonies. And then the second time it's, it's used, it's used to try and destroy a bunch of the Earth cities. Yeah. So it's like, everybody dies. Why not? Yeah. Um... But there's plenty of, like, good Gundam shows. Like, from what I hear, Iron-Blooded Orphans is very, like, dour, but good. Um, That's, like, one of the more recent ones I haven't gotten to yet. But, like, Gundam Wing is, like, stupid but fun. Um, G Gundam, also stupid but fun. That's, that's the, one the where... only one... That's the only one I've ever gotten into, because that's the tournament one. Uh, but I never watched the second season. I don't think there is a second season of that. Or do you well, just think you only watched, like, the first half of it? I, I've only ever watched bits and pieces of when it's during the actual tournament, but there's stuff post-tournament and things like that that happens, if I remember. Like, I saw, like, one episode post-tournament. Yeah, like, it's kind of like all the tournament, but also I know what you're talking about. Like, the latter half of it becomes less about that and more about him trying to figure out, like, who did the thing, if I remember correctly. It's been a long time. No, if I remember correctly, there's, like, portions where, like, the world is separated again and, like, they're back in space and they're fighting the war after the tournament. I think they do go to space, but I don't think there's ever a war in that one. I think the whole point is, like, the one side is trying to start a war. But, it, I mean, it's, I haven't seen that show in, like, 20 fucking years. So, like, you might be remembering it better than I am. I mean, I, it's been the same amount of time for me, though, so. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe we're both wrong. Maybe we're both thinking of just the wrong thing. But still, that that show is dumb. There's a fucking Gundam horse, and the pilot is an actual horse. Yeah, yeah. There's And the, um, the... Yeah, it's a a pilot in the Gundam and a pilot with the horse because in that one they 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 it's not controls it's all it's they kaiju themselves basically or not they Jaeger themselves not kaiju they Jaeger themselves yeah yeah it's like Pacific Rim yeah and so they they control it using their own like motions in the freaking mech itself 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, but like the fact that the, the one dude rides a horse and inside of the horse mech is an actual horse is just the dumbest, stupidest, like best anime trope thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to, I would not recommend anybody watch Gundam Seed. You could totally watch, and like by the end of it, it is a it's a fine show. It's got some really cool robot fights. Once you get the opening of it, not great. Like I, I, they were trying a different animation style and like the, the opening episodes just don't look great. Like they hadn't quite like figured out what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But like after that, like the, 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 the fights with the giant robots are really cool looking. Um, Gundam Sea Destiny has some cool robot fights, but like the narrative is just a fucking disaster. Yeah. So like watch seed, don't watch seed destiny. Uh, Rich, would you say people should watch space force season two? Eh, sure. It's not terrible, but it's not... It's it's exactly what I expected from Space Force Season 1. Yeah, like, I was hoping for a little bit more, because I feel like like Season 1 was just funnier. It was. Season 1 was definitely funnier, but I think it was more of... And it's not like a shock comedy show, but it's more of, like, the un... Like, this... It, it came out kind of unexpected. It just kind of came out of nowhere and was released, and it was funny, and it was mocking the current administration and everything. Um, but now it's like, it is mimicking the now current administration and, and, and how like they're changing things up and stuff. And it's, it is a little bit more, um, settled down this season and not like over the top. Yeah. And like the over the top episodes were just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it did lose a bit for me. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't as good as season one, but like. In my opinion, season one was funny, but it also wasn't, like, the best thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Like, I think this season, like, there wasn't enough Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Like, uh, he makes everything a little bit better. I, and it's probably because he was making friggin' Sonic 2 or something. That's fair. I, I, had, I hadn't actually thought about that. But, like, it, it had its moments. Um, but they just, yeah, it, I feel like this, this season was just not as strong. It's also three episodes shorter. It was only seven versus ten. Yeah. Um, I, I am hopeful for them just being really goofy next season with how it ends. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were hijacked last one. See, this is also another one of those ones where, like, it was, it was good, but it was also, like, I, I was tired, so I fell asleep through, like, a little bit of some of the episodes. So, like, I don't think I remember episode six at all. Uh, and I only remember a little bit of episode seven. Um... Like, the most, mostly what I remember of episode seven is just, like, the whole culmination of it. But, yeah, it was, it didn't, it didn't go off the wall like I wanted to, but it was kind of what I expected from a season two of a show so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, them not actually, like, like, there wasn't a whole lot of space anything in this one. Whereas, like, in the first one, they had, like, a goal the whole time. Yeah. This one just felt more like every episode was just them kind of, like, wondering what was going to happen next. Yeah, it was it was more of a sitcom in this one, basically, and like I I feel like a show like this doesn't fit in the in the sense of a sitcom. Yeah, like it definitely it doesn't need like a serious overarching narrative, but like it benefits from having some sort of like overarching thing that it is working towards. Yeah, yeah, because it's like they I don't know, they they build it up big with the very first episode, and they turn around and it's like, oh, well, you have eight months or ten months or whatever. It's like I can do it in in eight. And then he's like, all right. And then they, it doesn't really, they don't really touch on the fact that he's possibly not going to have a job next year or whatever. And they don't, they, like, there was a whole prank war episode, which was weird. Like, and like, I thought that episode was funny, 
but like mm-hmm. it also could have been better. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much most of the se- like it was all funny, it was all good, but could have been better. And I think Rotten Tomatoes scoring this season, or might be the entire show, at a seventy nine percent. IMDb has it as a seven percent, six point seven. So like I think a lot of the world agrees. Like it was good, it could have been better. Yeah, yeah. I'm like it was good enough that like it should definitely have another season. Yeah, for sure. Well, actually, right now, season two has a higher uh, rating than season one does. Really? Yeah, so on Rotten Tomatoes, season one, 39% review or critic score, uh, 39%, and 75% audience score. Uh, Season two, 88% critic score, 81% audience score. Oh, wow. How many reviewers? Okay, so there are also 90 more critic reviews, so... That's probably not as um, impressive. Yeah. Wh- which season has more reviews? Uh, season one has more. There were 96 critic reviews versus eight for season two. Oh, yeah. That's, so, also, that goes to show is like, oh, this doesn't even seem worth covering to most yeah. of these outlets. Yeah. And I mean, like a lot of unless it unless it's like a big series, a lot of like outlets just don't cover TV seasons like that. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's very much like a okay the first season absolutely like Steve Carell's in it like like he's he's doing a sitcom basically again yeah we'll cover this but then like unless it was like a Game of Thrones or a Walking Dead or something like that they're not going to put a bunch of effort into reviewing the season even when it's only seven episodes yeah absolutely like they're going to review like all the other random shit like the have you guys seen that um inventing Anna show on Netflix no no like. Really frustrating, but super interesting. It's about the the girl who basically conned like all of the rich people in New York City. Never heard of it. Yeah, like she went to jail and everything. Um, she like she basically pretended to be a um a German heiress and got like at one point she basically borrowed multiple private jets and like this is like that show. It's a it's like a um uh based on a true story. So like at the beginning of every episode, they have like a little thing like that's like in world text that says this is all all entirely true except for all the shit that's made up mm-hmm. so yeah. like the like main overarching narrative is true and all of the like wild shit she did is mostly true but like they're still like embellishing for like the drama but like i looked it up like the girl really did convince people to basically just give her a um private jet multiple times on basically a i'll pay you later like i have no collateral but I will pay you for this private jet later if you fly me to this thing today. Mm-hmm. Or, like, went to some, like, crazy resort in Marrakesh that was $7,000 a night. Um, and then just left without paying and left her um, her friend to pay it on her um, work credit card that she wasn't allowed to use. Jeez. Yeah, for, like, $37,000 or something stupid like that. Yeah, like, this girl was just all over the fucking place. And, like, the, like you watch the show and you're just like... How are people this dumb? And, like, she's not even charming. She's actually just mean. Like, she is so mean to people that people were just like, all right, fine. Yeah, you must be rich. You're too mean <laughs> to not be rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's probably a show. Yeah. Yeah. I recently added, real quick, I recently added a show onto my Netflix list that I want to watch. Uh, Drew, and you might be interested in it. It's called The Guardians of Justice. Uh, only I think you might be interested in it only because of the first title character the, the 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 first title actor diamond dallas page oh that just sounds like it's gonna then maybe not be very good 
Oh, probably not. I don't know who any of these actors are. Um, Denise Richards. She's Jane Seymour. Andy Milanakis. Is he wow. Yeah, apparently. Uh, but yeah, it's apparently like a superhero um, uh, comedy. But it's also like genres, mysteries, sci-fi comedies, adult animation. So I don't know. It looks ridiculous and it looks terrible. So I added it to watch it. That's all. All right. That should be fun. You'll have, oh, it's a, it's, it looks like it's animated. It looks live action. No. Oh, the, it, the image on, um, IMDb for it is like animated. So I thought the whole thing was. The, the, uh, trailer or the preview is live action on Netflix. Oh, okay. That much, they must have just, um, that must just be like the concept art that IMDb had then. Yeah, unless it's like changes between the two. Who knows? Oh, I yeah, maybe. Know. I'm not Beach saying me. I'm going to watch it this weekend, but eventually I'll watch it. But it looks ridiculous. But I wanted to let you know, Druton, that it's got Diamond Dallas Page. I hope he's a yoga instructor. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think that's the only thing he can be. But, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, next week, we will have our book club discussion on the 2013 movie Rush. Not Premium Rush with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is no. probably a better movie. So, like, what album are we listening to? 2112? Okay, gotcha. I mean, if we want to do a book club on Russia's 2112 sometimes, I'll listen to 2112. How about InSync's No Strings Attached? You know, how, how about how about 2112 and No Strings Attached, and we talk about both of them and compare them? <laughs> Probably better than Fantastic Four. <laughs> Fantastic Four was not that bad. Oh, you are fucking wrong. <laughs> but let, let's be realistic. Both No Strings Attached. And 2112, better than 2015's Fantastic Four. Yes, th- I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Probably, I'm just saying. Still, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll die on the, like, I'm not saying it was a good movie, but it's just, it was not as bad as people said it was. It was better than Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, but worse than basically every other Marvel movie that has been released since 2008. See, and, and that, that goes the problem with why people didn't like it, because it was the first ever DC movie, and so, People weren't used to that shit. You mean the first ever Marvel DC movie? Well, I mean the first ever. Was Man of Steel out before Fantastic Four? By a couple of years, yeah. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. Really? When was Man of Steel? 2013? Jesus. Yeah, Man of Steel was 2013, and then Batman vs. Superman, I think, was 2015, right? Like, I think Batman vs. Superman might have come out just before. Oh, no, 2016. Sorry. So, yeah, it was it was a three-year gap between Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah. Time, man. Time. And then, I mean, even mm-hmm. before that, even before that, you had um, the the Nolan Batman trilogy, which was also very dark. But, like, those movies are also generally well regarded. Whereas, like, yeah. Man of Steel has, like, its fans. And, like, over the, like I appreciate that movie for some of the things it does. Just not most of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but, yeah. So, next week, we'll talk about Rush. And uh, I guess other than that, though... If you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcasting platform, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, all those fun places. Uh, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash one quest video. 
And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, where can people find out your stuff about your uh, your potential charity stream? Uh, you can uh, uh, go to twitch.tv slash beyondersquarewalnuts and follow me on there. Or you can just find follow me on Instagram. That's probably better uh, at beyondersquarewalnuts006. All right. And with that, uh, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.